0: On tonight's episode of Living Off the Land, we are recording on location at Saucy Brewworks in Ohio City. And we speak with Alex, the taproom manager, and Eric, the co-founder and chief brewing officer uh, there at Saucy. And we get into a number of topics, uh, mainly uh, their seasonal releases, Three Hoes, and then uh, coming up, Three Hoes is their Christmas sale. And then coming up, uh, What's His Nuts? If you know anything about Saucy, you know about those two beers. We get into the uh, origination of the brewery. Um, We talk about uh, Eric's path to um, being at Saucy. We also talk with Alex about his path to getting to Saucy. Um, We go through how the brewery was affected during the pandemic, how they've come through it, things that they've learned, things that um, they want to implement in a post pandemic world. Hopefully, we're there soon. Um, And we get into a bunch of other topics. Uh, My personal favorite, how they name their beers, which is uh, a great segment to listen to on uh, today's show. And uh, it was just a really fun episode. We really enjoyed it. Thank you to the guys at Saucy. Um, Awesome atmosphere. If you've never been to Saucy, please go and enjoy it. Uh, We get everything started first with the beer of the week. I bet you can guess where it's from. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land the All Things Cleveland Podcast with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast.
1: Hey, That's Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome in. This is living off the land. Episode 188 live and on. Well, live for us. You're not listening to it live, uh, but we are on location first recording uh, on remote since the beginning of the pandemic in March of 2021. And we are at Saucy Brew Works. We are here with the taproom manager, Alex, and the chief brewing officer, co-founder Eric. How's it going, guys?
2: Super It's going great Happy to be here
0: Thanks for having us It smells us. like three hoes in here It does It does <laughs> Is that what three hoes smells like? <laughs> it's just yes exactly yes my it is. favorite. <laughs>
2: I think that's just how Eric imagines yeah. right, It, yeah. it smells like
0: Oh by the way I'm Dan and uh, Ryan is here as well This is Ryan's I'm back. <laughs> first episode <laughs> since what? Uh, yeah, since uh, football since two days. Yeah, Ryan's been screaming at uh, young kids. for yep. over the last uh, screaming four at children for a few months now. Coaching football and, and that's done because and now we're done because he made the wrong play calls. But uh,
3: I had nothing. No, nah, I shouldn't say nothing to do with that. I had little to do with
0: that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Ryan is here. I'm here. Jordan is out. He has a bout with something that <laughs> i don't think is covid um not hopefully it's kind of not so we're we, all six feet apart yeah so yeah we are yeah, actually distanced. we are um uh, we are in the bowels of saucy Brewworks right now
4: you're in the office that didn't exist we just put it above the bathrooms because there was extra space
0: yeah so. so that's why it smells like three hoes in here it, yeah there it is absolutely <laughs> so we appreciate the guys letting us record here um and getting to talk to them so uh, before we get into your guys' stories and the story of the brewery, let's talk about the beer. Um, Three Hose Christmas Ale. Uh, when did you guys first start brewing this?
4: It's, uh, this is a year one endeavor, so we opened in uh, 2017, July 2017, and um, if you don't know about Christmas Ale, uh, it's really a Midwest thing. Yeah. Um, it's Ohio and <laughs> pretty much Ohio, <laughs> um, so... Uh, if you're not making spiced red ale in Cleveland and calling it Christmas ale, you're messing it up. Yeah. Um, so, and I think it's really funny because there's a whole this whole legend of like Great Lakes changing the recipe every year and blah, 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 which uh, I don't, that's not what happens
0: because um, who would do that? Um, I, will, I will say to my uh, unintelligent, uh, if that's a word, palate, uh, I do taste differences in the, their Christmas ale from year to year.
4: Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't call it, yeah i'm sure you have a great palate (laughs) but like you know it your your taste changes every year and you know what you drink throughout the year changes so your Uh perception of the beer might change a little bit and uh it's also like the one ingredient they do use is honey um so that probably does change a little bit because you can't tell the bees where to pollinate so the honey might taste a little bit different but by and large i would say the recipe's the same my point being that uh our beer actually did change the first couple years a little bit we had a huge spice load of cinnamon and nutmeg and some other stuff. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um
0: but on a need uh, to know basis and we yeah, don't need yeah, to know. Right, yeah. This is uh <laughs>
4: this is top secret. So uh, you know, we had this huge spice load. It was like kinda of like a cinnamon challenge, <laughs> <laughs> year one. And uh year two we brought it down by forty percent, year three we brought it down another percentage. And then we finally landed and I think in twenty nineteen was like the final that's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna keep this blend of spices, it's it's we like it the word it is. Let's we'll stop messing with it. Let's not be the guys that are always changing the mm-hmm. Christmas ale, you know, per the for the legend of Cleveland Christmas Ale, which Christmas Ale came from Cleveland. So thank you, Great Lakes, for that. That's right. Uh,
0: you and know, this is and fantastic, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. it's
4: really, uh, she's a banger.
0: Yeah. This so. is, uh, we um, <coughs> we like to feature a beer every week, usually a local Cleveland beer. Sometimes we do Columbus. Sometimes we do Cincinnati. But very rarely do we go outside of Ohio because um, we're a local podcast, so we like to keep things local. Um, But every season, we we start to get into, like, Like, for fall, we did pumpkin beers and Oktoberfest and stuff. Now we're getting into the Christmas sales where we do a Christmas sale every week. And (coughs) I've said it on the podcast before. This is definitely um, appropriately named Three Hoes. This is in my top three Christmas sales that I've had. (laughs) Good. I I know uh, Ryan loves Christmas beers. Usually not my style. And loves pumpkin beers. I like
3: this. And um, what's the other one I like? Uh, 12 Dogs. Yeah, twelve. Uh, dogs. Those are yeah. probably my two favorite in terms of the cr- Christmas uh, ale because I miss the boat for sure on the fall like pumpkin beer. That's just that's just not my that's not my jam. This I could drink a million of these. That's not the issue. Gotcha. But yeah, fall every I fall.
0: Suggest you drink a million of these. i
3: probably not. No, this will probably that would not get well because what is it coming eh, seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, that, yeah. A million it'll, of those would probably do the. Track. It'll do the work. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very smooth seven and a half. That's that's what's dangerous is, about that. <laughs> which is that it dangerous. Which Right? It, yeah. Yeah, you that's... could have told me it was five and a half or six, and that sounds like, you know, not like a big difference, but after multiple of them, yeah, that, I'm sure that, that'll add up. Well, from a, from a beer
4: science perspective, just uh, we'll geek a little bit. Like, drinking a 4% beer or drinking an 8% beer, the perception is that the 8% beer gets you drunk or intoxicated or feeling however you want to feel. Yeah. You know, you feel the effects twice as fast. Yeah. But that's untrue okay it's an exponential it's a hockey stick yeah so Ooh. when it goes up in percentage it is way 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 faster uh, the way that it hits you so seven and a half percent i'll do it that'll that makes, do the trick that makes, do the a, trick. L- that makes yeah. a lot braise, of sense brace some, brace some meat in it from, expe- cook it in some chili from experience chili from mm-hmm. experience that makes a lot of sense yes, <laughs> yes. yeah no, i hope i think it might
0: <laughs> um yeah i've i've never so in like chili i've i've done like pumpkin beers and oktoberfest i don't think i've ever done a
4: Christmas ale. I mean, everyone finds themselves with like leftover something oh, in their yeah. fridge, right? I'm this one of thing. Them. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, this we, thing rocks some chili.
0: We do, a, so like I said, we do a beer of the week every week. So if you were to open my fridge right now, I have like one beer of like seven different like breweries or types or whatever.
2: Well, maybe it'll be eight after tonight. There we go.
0: There we go. <laughs> Three hosts. I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed it's to getting uh, sent uh, home. It's with a, some, it's a some thing.
2: Beer. And it's
4: funny because our seasonal lineup in the fall now uh, g- goes
0: boothang. For pumpkin beer love, boo- love <laughs> that name I, we, need, we need to talk about the names we, the will, talk, we will talk
4: <laughs> about the names uh, especially Boothang because I refused to brew a pumpkin beer until I thought of a good name <laughs> uh, second That's goes fantastic. three hoes and then what's his nuts so it goes Boothang hoes nuts and that's like on a product <laughs> And you think about that like as a production calendar. You're like, all right, guys, Let's <laughs> we're gonna have a serious meeting looking at these numbers over here. And uh,
0: very family friendly brewery. Sausage brew Well, it is because I mean, I the joke have my five year old daughter. Just right. Yeah, true. Yeah. The joke is just the joke, right? right and if right. you take it farther than that, that's up to you.
4: Yeah. The three is Ho ho ho. One, two, three. Count them.
3: I do. I love it. And the yep. can art too. That's the other thing. On top of the names, another thing. We'll again, we'll get to that later. I love the can art. The art, like the the merch that you guys have, the can art on on the actual beer, like uh, the the branding, like that's. I feel like the the craft beer world has like there's so everyone's got like cool stickers and in, in 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 hats and mugs and whatever. But f- every single time, uh, like the the little does he have a name by the way? The little saucy guy by the chance? Is there, <laughs> do you do you affectionately call him something? Because he's that little the saucy guy's everywhere, right? Th- yeah,
4: it's everywhere, and yeah. you know it's taken many different
3: forms. <laughs> and I think I think in both both uh, both
4: normalized genders, and I think sure. maybe more fits as a, as a they. I'm not sure, but right, uh, you know, it, it, there's no real name for the saucy guy. I guess we kind of call him, and the 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 logo was an interesting um, endeavor year one, um, but you can kind of see, I won't explain how it was originally developed because it doesn't really matter. If you can't see it on a podcast, it doesn't really make sense. But if you get a chance to look at the Saucy logo, the drop does have negative space of a beer chalice in between the two eyes. So that it was born oh out of a different gosh. design. Oh, I see it. Literally, like have thing. never seen it's it, but FedEx now
3: thing. I will. I will never unsee it. Yeah, it's like a FedEx thing. So that is wild. Interesting. Um,
4: yeah, no, it doesn't have a name. <laughs> just uh, kind of uh, amorphous and fits into whatever beer we're doing. So if it's that's my jam, or I mean, we are looking at this thing. There's a bunch of different loggers we, we've done and calves stuff, and we had a we have a music series. I'm a, Alex say, we, and I are big musicians. We still we,
2: we have a full band formed of saucy Is that guys? the is that much. the saucy live? Uh, no.
4: That's actually not a bad name for the band if we ever had one. No, Saucy Live is a, a platform to, to bring in creators uh, uh, and uh, influencers for social content.
2: Oh, it's like podcasts. Brand, apa- uh, kind of. brand ambassador program. Got oh, it. Oh, cool.
4: Got it, got it. And you're in points you get you get know, swag and all sorts of stuff. So there's, yeah. there's a reason to do it. But it's, it's nice to kind of see what Saucy becomes as it leaves the building.
0: Is so that new? Cause I, I, saw, I saw the sign in the hallway as we were uh, walking over up to the uh, the palatial loft.
2: Yeah, we just launched that last month.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, that looks really cool. And then um, you guys also have the uh, um, the investor program.
4: Yes. Uh, Start Engine, which I think I can only say so much about because it, we're, it's an SEC-filed uh, you know, oh, yeah. company, so there's there's legalese behind it. But, yeah, if you go onto Start Engine's page and look up Saucy, we are doing a crowdfund right now. Uh, it'll close in a little while. But, uh, yeah, we're just – we. It's a it's a great thing because you get people, uh, you know, they just they get into the brand. They're they're the grassroots, and you know, they're they're as important as everybody else. And we are very very thankful and grateful for uh, all the support we've had in our first raise last year, and then this one's going pretty well too. So, you know, we're trying to close out the campaign here in a couple months, but hopefully hit our next target. But awesome, get a chance to call yourself an owner of a brewery and get some pretty good perks, and it doesn't suck. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, Okay, so. That is our beer of the week, Three Hoes. Make sure that you either come down to the, uh, come down to the tap room and drink it on draft, or pick up a six pack, or yeah, there's twelve packs too. Twelve packs yeah. wherever you can get it. Um, yeah. You can. I don't think
4: we're actually allowed to say where we get it
3: uh, per legalese, but
0: it's yeah, in you all your major it. grocery yeah. stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you you cannot miss it. Right. Yeah. It's it's, all, uh, it's pretty beefy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So uh, next, I, I kind of want to talk about. Um, talk about you guys uh for a minute how you guys came to uh be at Saucy and uh kind of what your background is in um beer and um and also you know we're we're a local podcast we're a Cleveland podcast so where you guys are from if you're from Cleveland like how you came to Cleveland how you got ingrained in the community here just uh um stuff like that so uh, uh Alex if you want to start yeah
2: so uh, I've been with Saucy just under two years now at this point. Um, actually came here right before the pandemic. Uh, it's been a wild ride since then. Yeah. Right, a couple of different. Hell positions. of a time to join on, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been tough. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been actually in the service industry. scene, it's all I've done with my entire work life. It's been great. Uh, I was working downtown at the Agora for years. Before oh wow! Here. Okay, um, and. You know, I got the opportunity to come over here, and it's been great. But born and raised in Cleveland, diehard Cleveland sports fan. That's right. And uh, that's pretty much my life story.
0: Uh, yeah, it's been fun tracking the Browns the last couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. sir. <laughs> oh, we might, we might well, get started yeah, later. We, yeah, <laughs> we. We do a post game podcast uh, after every game, and um, a lot of things have happened with our quarterback in the last. 48 hours i would wow. love to discuss my
2: opinions later on that yeah yeah okay, we, we will definitely get to that <laughs> yeah
3: well every time we do these post games it's like if you were to if you didn't know the outcome of last week's and you heard us just whining and, and moaning and like you would have thought we've gotten like blown out you would have it felt like a loss yeah, we uh, basically that. screamed for like an hour and a half on sunday and <laughs> we won well. the game it was great times we yeah. still got the w but boy i didn't feel like it The uh, yeah eric <laughs> so,
4: how about you hey what's up uh, so uh, yeah, Alex is is kick ass. Uh, one of my favorite humans on earth, and he's doing an amazing job. So oh, thank and you, thank <laughs> you for setting this up, by the way. Because uh, I had yeah, actually absolutely. thought I, w- w- when I at first no at first notice of the name in the land, I thought we were doing like this like more like holistic uh thing i was like wait a minute this is not like living <laughs> off the land this is like living oh yeah okay <laughs> i get it now we're, farm we're not talking about like <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. About, like, this is not
2: survivor <laughs> man right the, yeah yeah I was like, I the was best stream. part is is i was gonna you bring that up but time. i was like you know what i'm probably not gonna bring that <laughs> yeah. up if this was
0: survivor yeah. man this podcast would have been dead after like an episode and right and a half. yeah a
4: quick rudimentary google search uh debunked what i thought was happening with this so
3: yeah we just like to drink beer and yell about sports i do yeah i i have gotten that a fair amount by Either just, way, just yeah. really
2: quick on that. Yeah. Eric comes up to me yesterday and goes, "Well, I got to throw out all my notes for this uh, <laughs> this podcast tomorrow. <laughs> you
3: get, you get ready to like, talk about like grains yeah. and like where yeah, do, like, you like, your how do you source your materials? <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Let's talk about water. I mean, that's just <laughs> right, important, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, no, we like beer. We yell about our teams that we usually are disappointed by. Yeah, yeah. we just like it's sort of about grain. We just like the end product. Yeah." The land being Cleveland, yes. not yes. the actual land. Anyway, right. so yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Anyway, so we're not
4: farmers. The question was, no, we're not. Yeah. No, we are not farmers. And that's an no. important thing to realize when you're in the brewing world because there's hops. And all anyway, anyway. So, yep. um, where I came from, um, I'm from upstate New York, okay, uh, western New York, I guess. Yeah, uh, the southern tier. So, um, you know, kind of very small town, rural, and didn't really realize what the world was until I kind of left and I went to Allegheny. I was just telling Ryan about that. Uh, got a microbiology degree, and then fell in love with beer in college. Uh, a, a local brewer was open. <laughs> Who doesn't? W- you know what? Who doesn't? <laughs> Either fall in love with or get sick on or smell like all the time yes. beer. Yes. Um, but, yeah, this guy kind of came in and started talking about beer, and I, I became infatuated really fast. And uh, So I, I kind of went nuts with it, and then I did my senior project on uh, some yeast metabolism stuff that was – ill-researched at this, now that I'm looking back at it. But anyway, it was fun. And I went to Siebel, which is one of the two major the brewing schools in the U.S., mm-hmm. and I started brewing. Uh, so that was back in 2007, which uh, for those of you that have crossed some, some age gaps, you start to feel, oh, I'm older now. Ah, shit, oh, yeah. I'm older now. Yeah, yep. And I definitely feel that. I'm, I was listening to someone tell them Tell me they're like, turning 21 story. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Oh, shit. That was, okay. <laughs> that was a while ago. I was talking
0: to uh, Matt Schubeck, uh before we started. Yeah. And uh, we play turkey bowls together with like high school friends and all that. And we're both getting to our mid-30s now. So we're like... Yeah, we can uh, we can definitely feel ourselves getting o- older each and every year we try and do this thing yeah
4: <laughs> well you feel yourself getting older and then at some point you realize oh there are people under me that are in actual generation and below me because yeah. you were the yo- we were the youngest generation for a long time yeah and now that's not the
0: case right anyway
4: uh, I've been brewing since <laughs> 2007 uh, I started out in California got my first first job out there working for the BJ's brewhouse chain okay um, and now since then they have that was back when they had a sizable brew house mm. uh, at, at certain locations, and you would brew for different pubs. Mm. And so you, I think we had eight or so pubs that we brewed for, including our own in Oxnard, California, which is also where they film Cops. Nice. Um, oh. <laughs> which is fine. It's nice. It's a nice area. Actually, it's right by where like Driscollis does their like raspberry and strawberry farming and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. You kind of drive through the valley. Um, it's beautiful. It was a really cool experience. Um, and then since then, they have um made all their brewing regional so now they actually just brew the beer in reno and a couple other different big breweries and then send it out so you see bj's Brewhouse in like pinecrest in north Olmsted. um but i left there and um i became a chef for a short time worked for the nordstrom oh, cool company yeah um they had a wine bar concept called blue stove and i kind of went through all the different uh you know stations so to speak of the restaurant because it's uh, brewing and cooking are kind of the same in some ways. Mm-hmm. I guess brewing is more like baking because right. you can fix stuff as you cook. Right. Yeah. But once it's in the tank, uh, things in the tank. That's so why, that's why I can't bake. Well, I can cook. Yeah. yeah so you can't cook, bake. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, um, did that. And then um, I came to Ohio um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, my mom was getting k- kind of sick at the time. I want to be closer to her. My brother was going to case and in some other, you know, personal stuff but um, but I've been here since 09 and I'm a I would call myself a happy transplant you know what because I always when I would come here to visit my brother it was like we go to Winking Lizard or Melt and just see this like this kind of like kind of heartbeat of beer when yeah. i got mm-hmm. here Fatheads had just opened you know great lakes is, is the is the you know long-standing the, yeah. tradition right the but the like, og because of them other breweries have had the
0: confidence to do what they're doing here sure. I mean, we have like, I don't know, like
4: 30 breweries in this town yeah we are
0: spoiled it's because i mean it's become cleveland's become one of the biggest brewing cities in the country it's
4: one of them yeah i would, yeah. I would call it a, a mecca of sorts and uh really award-winning our, our, the water we get here from the lake is is great yeah um and, and it, everyone that's listening we we filter it we boil it it's we're not like <laughs> just like sucking out of the right on right the
0: top <laughs> of the
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. there's, of lake there's no carps in our beer the, right. the, <laughs> but
0: <laughs> only the area that hugh jackson jumped in that's, right, that's yeah, where just, we get the water
4: that's the best water <laughs> yeah and uh so you know we treat it but it's it, the the uh the the chemistry of the water is really great for making beer um if you looked at the history of cleveland beer um, a lot of dark beers came out of this. Elliott Elliot Ness, sure. I'm sorry, not Elliot Ness. Um, Gerald Fitzgerald um, from uh, Great Lakes, and a lot of Hoppenfrog beers, a lot of stouts and porters mm. came out of this region in an award-winning fashion because there's a great buffering potential with the uh, the, the chemistry of the beer, so, or the, the water. Sorry. Um, anyway, I digress. I worked for, I came here. I was still working for the Nordstrom chain, and then I worked for Buckeye Brewing Company, which okay, uh, yeah, used to own. I think th-
0: they're not defunct.
4: Um, but great guys, uh, really is smart that, guys.
0: Is that the uh, the same? Um, it's the, the Buc- Buckeye Beer in Lakewood. Engine. Yes, yeah, that's okay. right.
4: So okay. they had a brewery right it was on West Ninety Eighth and Walford, right over where like Ray's Mountain Bike is. Yeah, okay. which is bitching. Mm-hmm. And there was a door in between the brewery and the mountain bike course, so we could just sit there after work, and be like I'm having a beer, at right. six or whatever, yeah. and watch the <laughs> you know watch these guys run around. It was, it was crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but their pub is the right. Beer Engine. Yeah. And then I worked. I was the brewmaster. I guess. I guess. Not Brewers or I think it was technically the assistant brewer. I did yeah. a lot of stuff there. I think that I um, helped them a lot, and I hope I did. Um, but we did a lot of work there together, and I'll li- leave that where it is. But yeah. uh, I went to Buckeye Beer Engine, became their beer engineer, started listening to all these you know customers coming in and talking about beer, and um, it was a really interesting transition because I went from there to Tremont Tap House, okay. and Tap mm, House yeah. opened up Butcher and the Brewer. Right. Um, but in my time at the, as being the kind of the beer guy at both places. And uh, the the ownership at um, Tap House, those guys are, are fantastic. They're just good humans, good hearts, um, and they, they know what they're doing. Um,
0: and did so, have, did did you? Sorry, sorry, not to no, interrupt. Yeah. Did you have anything to do with the creation of the albino stout? That's there? exactly
4: where I'm going with this. So, um, the yes, the answer is yes. I did create that stout. That I love stout. You. So <laughs> um, <laughs> you are my friend. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it, it was it was you know you're listening to people talk about beer, customers, and just when you have so many beers at your disposal to 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 offer them at yeah. the beer engine, we had, I think, 250 plus bottles and 29 drafts, and I was responsible for curating all of that. My predecessor Jason uh, did an amazing job setting that program up. Very very rigorous, detailed, diligent, the way he did that. And so, but what I heard a lot was, "I don't drink dark beer." I'm like, "That's not okay with me," because you you can drink with your uh-huh. eyes, you eat with your eyes, yeah. right? So I set out to create
2: the white stout, and I did with albino stout.
3: <sighs>
0: that's that's one of my favorite.
2: And beers. everybody's mind is now blown. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> well.
0: I mean, so so I I've uh uh I've been going to the <coughs> uh the beer fest at the uh at the convention center downtown, the Huntington Convention Center every single time i mean there's 50 beer vendors there every single time the first place i go to is butcher and brewer for that albino style
4: yeah and uh, when i left uh john took over and he really changed that beer into something even more refined than i think that i could do so interesting i'm kind of more of a brew by feel kind of guy and yeah even though i have the background the science both of those things mm-hmm. i'm more of an artist at heart with the music that's just built into me more of a cook than a baker more of a cook than a baker man yeah that's a great way to put it yeah um so, yeah, we created White Stout, and then a couple, I think almost the exact same time, Stone Brewery Company, one of my favorite breweries, mm-hmm. an amazingly just innovative and, um, you know, a path-forging brewery in California, um, released Master of Disguise. And their Master of Disguise was a White Stout, too, around the same time that we came out with Albino at Butcher and the Brewer. Uh, but since then, people are using albino as kind of like the style. Like, it's an albino stout. Like, no, that's actually the name of the beer. It's a white style. Yeah. But the idea was to create this kind of big, um, full-feeling beer in your mouth that could drink like a dark beer but not look like it.
0: Cause Do you have a white stout here at Saucy? Yes. Uh, it's called Phobia. Yeah. Oh, that's That's, that's the one the that Jimmy one.
2: and I lost our marbles over. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. one of my favorite beers that we've ever made and we were continue he- to make.
3: Yeah. We were here. It was like... Man, it was like right after things were reopening mm-hmm. from pandemic stuff, and we we were actually right up here. We were up top, and I went down and I got phobia for um, oh, yeah, myself and my future brother-in-law. I probably uh, served it to you. You pro- honestly probably yeah. And that that I remember that beer because I let him try mine first, and uh, he yeah he it blew our minds like that. That's easily one of my favorite beers. Like anywhere Thank of you. yours, but of of anywhere. Like, yeah, that it's is...
4: Fun. It's fun, right? Yeah. It's it just challenges so, your mind.
3: Yeah. Well, and it's funny, because I also had, just last night, I was at Southern Tier before going to a Cavs game. Actually, it's funny you mentioned Southern Tier, uh, where you're from. We were at there last night, and uh, they had, what well, is a macchiato something. It was like a coffee. It was yeah, a white had coffee like Yeah, they like,
4: like a nitro iced macchiato.
3: Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but something very, very cool beer. In that, yeah. in that vein. Yeah. And it was, again, it was... Same kind of vibe, right? It was it was kind of coffee and stout, and it had all those familiar things. And oh, by the way, it was it was it was it looked blonde, like it looked like right. you, know, you know.
4: Yeah, it's funny that you bring up Southern Tier. That was the brew that I cut my teeth on as a you know a young a young guy. I remember. Um, I re- d- very vividly and I'll, I'll tie this back in in a second but I remember vividly like getting the 12 pack my dad buying with like, the 12 pack mixer when people still did that kind of regularly mm-hmm. now it's more of a, it's kind of harder with grocery because it's become this whole different thing but um, it w- I remember it being Southern Tier Porter Finn and Matt's raspberry ale and then like there's like a either ipa or like an offshoot like a triple i remember my mom like just getting just hammered on triple she had like one (laughs) (laughs) nine percent triple and she's
3: like i don't know
4: like it's fine it's cool but (laughs) it kind of reminds me like that that brewers and this is where albino ties in is that or phobia for us um is that brewers have this really interesting thing where they can play with people's emotions right and they don't necessarily know that or they do not know that or whatever but I mean I think that brewers need to re- react to the the fact that they the olfactory nerves the, the smelling sense right is huge right and so there's only five senses of taste sweet sour salty bitter umami right and so like if you plug your nose right. right and you taste something you only or you, you drink something or eat something the classic example is a gummy bear in sensory training, we give out gummy bears, everyone plug your noses. Okay. Now just close your eyes, grab your gummy bear, put it in your mouth and chew it. So you don't know what color it is. Right. right. And you say, oh, I just taste sweet. Or maybe a little bit of sour if there's like a citric acid component. And then you let go of your nose and you can smell and taste all of the raspberry or pineapple or cherry or whatever it is, flavor of gummy bear. And so the the, the olfactory nerves uh, and olfactory senses are really powerful. And so you get this like, it brings you back to home. So like when brewers make beer, they get to play with people's emotions just a little bit and they need to be sensitive to that because three hoes to me brings up a very specific memory as a kid. I was ten or eleven and everyone's decorating cookies, except for me. It's my actually is my is my dad. And he's like, I'm not really enjoying this. I'm watching him from the living room. He's like, I'm just kinda of decorating these cookies, this kinda of sucks. I don't know why he doesn't like it. And so he goes, Eric, come decorate these cookies with me. I go, Okay. And it smells like gingerbread and like this nutmeg, cinnamon. Like it's exactly what Three Hoes smells like to me, right? So when we brew it, it brings me back to this emotion, you know. And I remember him going. I was decorating these cookies. I was really good at decorating cookies. My mom goes, "David, you're terrible at decorating cookies." Eric, you're in. And he walks away and he turns around and he like smiles like. Eh. Like, he didn't want to do that. I <laughs> knew he didn't want to do it. But not only do I have that, like, just innate memory, every time I smell the brewing of Three Hoes or drink of Three Hoes, it brings you back to yeah. this thing. And whether people realize it or not, their olfactory nerves bring back memories all the time. Yeah. And brewers have a really, you know, a, a responsibility to, to that. And that's where that white stout comes in, too. So you have, you're have you playing with people's emotions. You're, like, seeing this beer, like, this is a blonde beer, but it tastes dark <laughs>
0: AF. Right. So, anyway, that's, that's really kind of where the white stout came from. So That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's... The uh, the albino stout was, is is uh, has always been one of my favorites ever since I've uh, had. I think I first had it at Tremont Tap House, and then when the pandemic started, I actually uh, one of the first beers we did, one of the first episodes we did, uh, I got it in uh, a couple crowlers, and we brought it back and we had it as our beer of the week that week. So listen,
2: I had to beg this guy for six months to rebrew this beer. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah, every sorry. day. Is it in stock now? <laughs> It's no, not it's in stock not. currently, <sighs> but I do believe it's on the schedule. Uh, it's not on the schedule
4: right now, but it's it's it's. Uh, we've realized that we've never brewed like an imperial, like a nine or ten percent version of it. Mm. <laughs> so we're we're about to do that. Hello, Hello. and uh, <laughs> a bunch of that's going into some barrels for our, our secret sauce society. We have this we have this um, private club. You can join it online. You can join it's like two. I think it's two hundred fifty five bucks. Something like that. Yeah, dope ass yes. stouts, and this mm. is the year of the dope ass stout. Nice. nice. Okay. So twelve bottles that kind of come out, kind of come out whenever they're ready. You know, we we let the barrels tell us when the beer is ready, right? We don't just say this beer's coming out, this beer's coming out. That's not how we do it. We listen to the beer, let it tell us. Um, but we've never brewed an imperial version of Phobia, mm. and when you put it on, Phobia is spelled F A U X B I A as in a
3: faux yep.
4: stout mm-hmm. and a fear of the dark is kind of where I got that, where I thought of that name. That's cool. Um, so kind of Phobia. But if we never brewed imperial phobia, I want to call it Foxbia. Because that's how most people order phobia is Foxbia. They call it Fo- they call it
3: Foxbia.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean it's not their fault. Sounds it's kinda German. Da, Fo- Foxbia. Foxbia.
4: Um so this so the next beer coming out before phobia comes back out is uh, in January we're doing a beer called Cake in the Mash Tun. <laughs> like cake by the ocean, right? <laughs> uh, but All right, we got to talk about the America. names of the beers. That's yeah. the next thing we got to talk about. <laughs> and uh, gonna so this is going to be like world. a nine to ten percent imperial white pastry style. Ooh, and then we're going to do it red velvet cake style.
0: Yep. Oh
3: my god!
0: Yep. <laughs> Sign me the
4: hell up. I think I, I think let's I, go. I
0: think I think I might be joining the uh, the investment club before yeah. We yeah, tonight. Yeah, well, you should. I
4: mean, yeah. the Secret Sauce Society this year um, is twelve beers that are just. Ridiculous! So they're ass kickers. They're just ass kickers, yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of cake inspiration, a lot of ice cream inspiration. We're doing a, uh, a Sierra Leone um, West African cake-style beer with plantains and popcorn and shit. It's, that's going to be crazy. So wow. all sorts of really gnarly stuff. Um, and then getting into some finer you things. You guys have like, fun,
0: don't you? You
4: know, we try to have fun. Uh, dabble. Um, yeah, because you b- when you become the size of a brewery, a lot of what you do is grocery and sure. d- distribution. So you make... <laughs> Juicy ASAP, mm-hmm. our IPA, Love You Buy, our yep. hazy. Love El Lager, which is now transitioning from habitual to a Mexican-style lager. That's one of our cores, white light. Mm-hmm. And then we have seasonals that, that rotate through. So you end up making these beers a lot. Right. And the small tanks kind of get tied up, but that's where I get to play. Right. is that's where you get to shit. be
0: a cook. I mean yeah. I'm,
4: I think I'm always a cook. So yeah. it's uh it's it's an interesting uh it's an interesting balance because as a brewery and a startup grows it has to change and yeah. it's it's this weird like uh oh, we're going to set a goal like here's a goal but then it changes then it changes then it changes and that's like the beauty of a startup and just well, it's, it's like
0: yeah it's like you know. what you said with the 3 hoes it's you know if you if you if you had the ability to drink 3 hoes now and drink 3 hoes 4 years ago. Oh yeah. I mean, challenge you're not yeah you're not drinking the same beer That messed it up but i mean i didn't really have a baseline
4: you know <laughs> right, so right. We, we were so busy it was my partner and i doing almost everything li- i mean pretty much everything literally from from day one and then we brought in uh matt you were, which you were talking right, about yeah. you know uh right when we opened and he was, he's been just an, an amazingly powerful force in this company um and so like it, it's just weird because like we didn't have time at that point to brew a test batch we're like we're gonna do five gallons We don't have time. Let's. We know how to make this beer. We know we want this beer to taste like. Let's do this. Here's what we're doing. We taste it. We're happy with it. We're happy to put it out. But at the same time, like, is that shit too spicy? Maybe it's a little bit too spicy. And we listen to our consumers. We watch Untapped. Which, if you don't know how to use Untapped, be gentle.
0: Um <laughs> but you know I don't like fruit beer one. we like to reference on tap a lot untapped a lot of times when we yeah. when we're doing our reviews of our of untapped the beers and, and beer Advocate just so yeah,
2: I I, be gentle I will that. say one of my favorite things is just walking into the back and giving Eric three ingredients off the top of my head and waiting three months to see what happens, and <laughs> I've never been let down at this point.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, kind of like the uh, the Food networks are Chopped, where like they get like a mystery basket of ingredients, where it's just like yeah, like you throw out like hey this thing that thing and the other one, and you're like oh, but I'll do What it. can you come up with? Yeah, there's, there's
2: nothing else in the conversation besides like hey man, yeah, habanero, <laughs> <laughs> jalapeno, and yep. Beer. Strawberry. Beer. Yeah. Ooh, right. strawberry Yeah, that sounds fun. Strawberry jalapeno. does sound dope by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. Strawberry
0: yeah. jalapeno yeah. IPA.
4: Yeah, strawberry is a little bit. Soft, it gets kind of gets muddled with heat, but yeah. yeah. But I, I, mean, the traditional ones like mango or you know one of those like kind of heartier, meaty fruits. But
0: what was the what was the one? What was is. the one that you were uh, talking about in the uh, um? What's the beer you have there? Uh, one oh, the one of the fruits that you were talking there's
3: about. There's gooseberry or, or or not not gooseberry, but there's bits of it in the uh, uh,
4: in cover sheet. There's notes of this uh, fruit. What is a gooseberry? It's a, a goot. It's it's a cape gooseberry. So it's like this, like little. It looks like a cranberry, but it's yellow, okay. and it's a little bit slimy at first. But it mm. just it, it, when you, it, when it breaks open, it's like it explodes, like a gusher, and it has this like really nice acidity that flows through, and it's kind of like mix of like lychee and grapefruit, and it's just a weird, weird cool fruit. I like. I'm always a big fan of like going into like Whole Foods or wherever. I don't give a shit where, and like find something I don't know what it is. I'm like, I'm gonna buy that. I'm just gonna try it because. You, you, you can use it in beer sometimes sometimes you can't but but the flavor might inspire something you just don't know right exactly you know
3: yeah yeah the like, re- the the r and d in this is just like you're that's the gig right is you're you're looking at like what different you know what fruits exist, what vegetables exist. How, how can you incorporate something different or new or unique? Yeah. Or if you're, if you're working on some recipe and you feel like you're close and then maybe you try something new and you're like, Oh, that might be the missing thing that I could use to, to maybe balance out this recipe yeah. or I don't know, whatever. So I, I think it's, it's, it's fascinating. Absolutely. Right. Um, and it's, it's just an interesting thing because, uh,
4: you know, at this point in where, where beer is now in 2021, it's, it's. I mean, this is a lot much longer conversation than we're probably gonna, we're gonna have here. But it's it, the way that it's consumed, the way people view it. It's just a really interesting thing. Everyone wants a new thing, a new thing, new thing. And then some people want the core. Like, what's my standard? What can I go to to expect? I know this tastes great. I want this. You know. And so we have to walk that line. Um, and I think that anyone that knows Saucy knows that we're innovators. We create stuff, and it comes. Sometimes it comes out of nowhere. Like, what? What the? What is this? Like, you know, we just i'll get onto the chance in a second but the thing that i'll say about you know adding ingredients things that are outside of the water malt yeast and hops which is mm-hmm. like the traditional german yep. yep, you know purity law um you can add whatever you want to it but it's it's a it's a matter of like respect right so like know what's going to happen or try it go mess around with it but like just if it's not great like okay just don't put that out there because like Every, you never know when someone's first beer is their first craft beer. Sure. And they're like, I'm going to go into craft beer. I'm going to try this. And they're like, I get this, for you know, to your example, jalapeno, habanero, cantaloupe, goza. And they're like, what the? And they just don't like it. They're going, yeah. go, I don't like craft beer. Yeah. right? Uh, and could. so there has to be a major respect across the board for every brewer and every beer bar to take care of their draft lines, take care of how they preserve the beer and serve <laughs> the beer, and respect it because... It could be anyone's first experience. And if, if we could all know that craft beer as a beer-buying whole is less than 15% of what people spend on beer. Right. So Which, it's, that's all, it's rising tides, right? Well, so we all need to be respectful I mean, of what craft beer is. My, my sure. first
2: IPA was the worst experience I ever had. It took me about three years to even <laughs> give a thought about trying an IPA again. I'm not going to say <laughs> who's, whose IPA was. Right, right, right. Oh. <laughs> I
0: mean, Ryan can attest to this. Well, I mean, he he came into the podcast shortly after we started. But when we first started this podcast, I would not drink an IPA. Like refused from what but it sounds like. We would yeah. get beer of the week every week and each we had we had a couple other guys that were in the podcast before before Ryan. And each week a different one of us would bring beer of the week. Well, I would tell everybody, don't get an IPA cuz I won't drink it. Now it's like all I drink
2: yeah, I'm a, I'm about there now as well. But yeah, I spent about three years from the first IPA I had to having a second one because yeah. I had yeah. a horrible experience.
0: No, I it, so. I agree, and I, I'm still a little bit like that with certain West Coast IPAs. Like to me, it just tastes like you're drinking pine salt. <laughs> some of them, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. it's just it's you know you have to expand your palate sometimes. Yeah, I, and it's and, and, and you you talked about it as well. Like palate, like
3: your palate will change over time. That's exactly and like, where I was going to go with that. Di- yeah. Different like different seasons will will obviously inspire different types of beers and as you grow and your palate changes like that will also impact the whole situation and uh it's funny because it's it's something like you mentioned like talking about like your first terrible ipa experience or everyone has like their first bad experience with pick your poison thing right um and, you know, for, for me it's bourbon like I lived in Kentucky for two years <laughs> I had a couple really bad nights I, I literally bourbon. I can't even do like a barrel age like I can't do bourbon. I'm a bourbon
2: big bourbon guy you are right. oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting there no
3: and I I want Ruff. to like I want to love bourbon it's objectively cool it's badass there's a billion different styles it, it, there's such I don't. Know, I want to like it, but literally, I smell it and my mouth starts to water like I'm about to yak. I'm like, it's it's about to be game
0: over. So like, yeah. to the point where I can't <laughs> even do like a barrel aged was like our beer. Was uh was that episode we did the last time you drank bourbon? Yeah, yeah. So we we had an episode oh. it was probably about six months ago now, uh, where our <laughs> other co host Jordan, who's not here tonight, um, he brought I don't even remember what beer he brought. He bought he bought a beer at like a gas station or from something like yeah, or maybe it was a
3: Giant Eagle or something. No, it was, it was a gas station. Gas station. From Like yeah, and it was there's. Was, there was just was a like million years old. There's floaties. There was all kinds of floaties that you not could like the taste. normal amount. of It setup. was just
0: <laughs> like probably probably it was just a really old one that wasn't yeah, cycled um, through or whatever. Yeah, maybe. And we just decided, okay, well, we're not going to do this. So I have like a couple bottles of bourbon that I'm starting a collection. Let's just do a bourbon of the week. So we decided to do that. Ryan took one sip and he about Ooh, threw it. Bad up. times. Yeah,
3: because yeah, it, it, again, you you hit the nail on the head earlier too about like being transported by like taste and smell to particular moments and all i am remembering is burning a hole in my friend's backyard in his grass with my vomit as i'm w- wishing for death grass it's, will never grow there again right yeah for sure there's absolutely a hole in that backyard to this day it was about six years <laughs> it ago it
0: may go to the center of your life. right yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's
3: just like i that's just for me that just is what it is currently
0: right? mining bitcoin
3: right, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not enough for, power for that yeah, yeah. yeah like a server or yeah. what are we doing there it was yeah. such a bad tie, but yeah but but, you know, on the flip side, though, like that was a that was a I don't blame the bourbon or I don't blame the beer. And a lot of those. I blame user error for that. That was, I was me gonna, being a I was dum- going to
2: say, is that is that you just over drinking? Yes. That those, and, that, and
3: that's that's 100 percent what it is. And that's it goes back to like the beer thing, too, is like a lot of the times you mentioned, like untapped or beer it. advocate, like people go on there. <laughs> And they're like, "Oh, this is like a half star. You're garbage." And it's like, "Pause. Do you know? Did you know what you were ordering when you ordered it? Did you maybe have eight of them and just and then throw up later?" Like, there's. I
2: blame me in the bourbon incident situation. Yeah. I don't
3: blame the bourbon itself. Yeah. Everybody the, it,
2: also needs to know that like a four out of five on Untapped is like a D. Like if you're grading it like school, well, like four a out of five a is an eighty. Oh, yeah. It. it, it just, standard in school it is but right. on untapped it is not I know on untapped yeah. all, 4. It's all 0 relative. is yeah. feels
4: low and people are stingy with their stars okay mm-hmm. so it brings us <laughs> so it brings, weird yeah which is also a good name for a beer I got that one in my, my hopper stingy but, with ooh. the stars stingy through stars um, I like that. and I think that brings us kind of full circle so like what you were saying is you know your palate has changed mm-hmm. you, you didn't like IPAs now you do yeah Right. So maybe Christmas sales taste different. But because your palate changes, you drink so much stuff between January and November, you know, hopefully. Right. Right. And new things, new breweries, new experiences with new people in different settings. And your your mind changes its perception of (coughs) what's it's being what's receiving. So um, to that other point, like about untapped is like which we brought up earlier is you know I you, you gotta be gentle because the, the people people don't realize what they're doing when they criticize a beer is right. that someone or a multiple multiple people have put a lot into this and you know what just let's be let's be positive here okay like if you don't like it cool then don't rate it fine right. but like yeah. giving something a one is, is pretty hurtful like yeah. you know just all of us have spent like does anyone really realize how many hours were spent on three hoes like whether yeah. you like it or not
0: whether you like it yeah whether you like it or yeah. not, like, like people have different styles, people sure. have different likes. So, whether you like it or not, <laughs> like you were saying, there's still a ton of hours and blood, sweat, and tears that went into that. Right. And so we're all
4: doing our best. Right. Like when you're saying that those piney West Coast IPAs, maybe you don't like them. Right. That's cool
0: that's fine but that just that just means that it's that just
4: you man and if you were right. maybe if you're eating some thai food and it was hot and spicy like this tastes fucking great you know i don't yeah. know but like are we all just wear okay yeah oh uh, yeah. 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 No, <laughs> <I would>. we've <laughs> gone this far you're not gonna insult uh, my no, you know nice. i mean yeah. If, yeah. if it's if it's, sure if it's paired you. with the right thing or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is but like well either a way it's, it's a matter of like respect to what the people that have sure. done have created it and i think that untapped is great yeah. Um, for what it is, you get you get honest feedback from people, and that's very powerful. Right. Um, but I don't think people realize that Untapped is used by as a tool and a metric tool by distributors and other things. Like we went to Indiana, and they're like, we only want. Let me see. Click 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 click. What's his nuts? Like that's not a beer we make all the time, man. Right. They're Like well, we want it all year. I'm like, uh, okay. So the the impact that people have with their their ratings actually does make a difference.
3: Yeah. And there's a difference between like just because a beer doesn't suit your particular taste doesn't make it a poorly executed beer like you could you could do a beer very very well you could brew a great beer and if it's not my taste then that's again that's a that's a me thing that's not a your beer sucks thing well, and right. so and not I only that. I'm conflicted. not criticising no, no 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 but I think people do mix the two up where it's like oh I don't like this one style of beer because I had a bad experience 2 years ago
2: so they're right. all garbage forever like Dude, chill out. It's, that, it's not that deep. Definitely, like Eric just brought up as well. A, a big part of it is, what did you drink beforehand? What did you drink after? What are right. you eating while you're drinking this? You know, yep. You're not gonna drink five Kolsch's and then get the true taste of a West Coast IPA. Yeah, or the other way around, especially. It, exactly, because you, you, you know the West Coast is gonna sit on your palate a lot more. But yeah, it's
4: just a it's just an interesting thing that you know, it, yeah. It could be a much longer, deeper discussion about. You know (laughs) how people exist in the world but there's a lot of distraction and i think that people are just they're 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 just doing their own thing and it's great and let it be what it's going to be and uh what's actually interesting about untapped if we're going to talk about it is that you have to subscribe to it and it's kind of like yelp if you don't do it Mm. that if they will take it over someone can take it over for you someone could be someone someone could be the moderator administrator of saucy Brewworks untapped if we didn't claim it, if you didn't
3: yourself yeah so we have to claim it well and i don't think the average user like if i'm on untapped and i've got like 15 friends on untapped i don't think the average Popular. person realizes that all of this like research is being done behind the scenes it's just like oh i'm sharing this beer with my my 10 friends and followers on there not right. yeah. like what well, people beyond my people list. don't realize
2: that when someone's checking in the beer you can literally see every single check-in of the beer right yeah, we have deeper metrics than
4: people think, so we can actually yeah. see all that stuff. So it's just interesting, and I think it says a lot about like if s- people took the time to like look at you know their average ratings and stuff, they might maybe realize more about themselves than than they want to know necessarily. Mm-hmm. But like you know, it's are you a hater? Do you love beer? You know, which way do you lean? Are you above three all the time? Do you start at the top and work down, or do you start at one and work up? Sure. You know, and yeah. that's, that's the same thing that goes with judging beer. As a, as a homebrew judge, as a professional judge, our new head brewer, uh, John Navani, extremely talented, uh, driven man. Uh, he's, he's great. Love him. Um, he's doing a great job. You know, And he, he likes to build beers from the bottom up. And we talk about, like, he's a GABF and a World Beer Cup certified judge. So, wow. you know, do people judge from the – do you assume – let's say the scale is on 40 or – let's say it's 40 or 50, right? Do you start at 50 and then start knocking points off for things you don't like? Or you start at the bottom and then say, I like this, I like this, I like this, and I like, like this, and work your earn, way up? Earn you it. tend to get a lower <laughs> score by building from the bottom up. And I'm not a hater. I'm a very positive, energetic, joyous person, I like to think.
0: Sure. And um, I start at the top and work down. And the so same it, with all, everything in my life. So, so when you say building a beer from bottom to top or top to bottom, what exactly do you mean?
4: So when I say building a beer, um, you know, if you're building a beer that you've made similarly in the past, like yeah. West Coast... West Coast IPA. You got you had Electric lettuce earlier, right? Yep. Bitchin' beer. We got that name from we real dank. To, it should be should be super dank. There's yeah. no weed in it, but uh, <laughs> could have fooled me. You know, right? We, yeah. We were I wish um, there was. <laughs> uh, you know, five of us myself, Matt, John, Steve, and Zach went out to Yakima. Well, we actually went to we flew into Portland, okay. and then we went to Yakima, which is where it's on the 41st parallel, and it is the major hop growing region for the U.S. Um, that's where all the big breweries get all their stuff like you name the brewery they get their hops there right okay. and we met some guys from Firestone Walker we met some guys from you name it stone they were there um getting their hops and part of that trip was you know go, going to Portland we found a nice little weed store and it was called Electric Lettuce and it looked like this it looked like this little like shack and there were two super nice little ladies in there they're like so what are you going to do today like i'm like oh uh well they're like are you going to go like kayak or like, I don't know, uh, build a kite. I don't know. I'm like, whatever you're going to do. And they wanted to build your experience on the weed based on what you're going to do rather than be like, in Ohio, interesting. I have my medical card, so it's a different thing. But right, right. You know, but in Ohio, you pick like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And they like, they're they like, okay, here's your money. Bye-bye. Enjoy. Please. In
2: Detroit, I had a bud tender. and it Yes, was, they uh, call themselves bud tenders. Interesting experience.
4: But in Portland, so they're like, what are you going to do? We're like, we're going to hit some breweries and, and grab some really great food. Like, I got this thing. It's, co- it's totally cool. And here's what you want. And so this place was just like this white, this white kind of like, it looked like a stand-up cottage with a, this purple and orange accents. And it was called the place is called Electric Lettuce. And they had. See, a I was
0: going to ask you where you got that name from because I looked at. It. He can attest to this. I looked at your guys' uh, draft list for today, and yeah. I saw Electric Lettuce. I'm like, bam, I got it. I mean, it says West Coast IPA. That's not my favorite, but I got to try it. It's a tasty just based beer. based on the name alone,
4: you know, and it is dank because I was like, you guys, <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, we got to make a beer. <laughs> <laughs> it has to happen So I went And I think she recommended me Dog Park number five Whatever strain that is I think it was a hybrid uh, Indica dominant And uh, I really enjoyed it It was great It was inexpensive And it was perfect For what we wanted Because it was based on experience Everything's right. based on experience so. Right But yeah If you want to uh, You know Slurp into the whole naming thing I think we could Yeah I would like to Because,
0: because uh, It's a good transition for that I can't uh, Say I've been to a brewery With more interesting names For their beers
3: I just think it's it's fat again, like three Hoes. It's funny, but it's also clever. There's the what's is nuts, the electric letters. It, it's clear that this is something that you guys put time and attention into. So I like, love you. Bye. Yeah, I, yeah, love you. Bye. Uh, yeah, that's love you. Bye. Uh, love you. That's, bye. Again, great name, but also one of my favorite beers as well. Like, how did how did this? Why <laughs> is this important to you? Or how did this? What was the genesis of the of the the unique names? You didn't just say like. Here's our IPA, or yeah. here's our whatever. It's interesting. That's good. Thing. Thanks for asking me that,
4: Ryan. Um, it's it's a weird thing because I've always had this kind of like dichotomy of like beer and music, right? So music led my life a long time, and I found beer, and then beer kind of took over a little bit, and then I I kind of was like, well, okay, I gotta I gotta pay for shit, right? I got <laughs> I got, <fair>. I, got <laughs> rent. I got groceries, I got you know all this stuff, and I'm like, you know, I gotta eat, and yeah, yeah, I guess looking back kind on of it, like you know. Um, how more dreams have been killed by people saying no or you can't than anything else right but and I chose beer and I'm, I'm very happy with that because it, it really lets me express a creative thing and so out of this came uh, the realization that well I guess that I just have this innate ability to just name shit um, and my partner Brian would be like I'm doing this building on this street what do you want to call it I'm like uh, uh, give me give me like 28 minutes I don't know um, I'm not really good at naming inanimate objects but <laughs> beers, I, I had this yeah. notes tab on my phone. I just was starting naming beers, beers. and I, I think I have like I don't know four hundred some odd beers right now, and some of we brewed, some we have not, and so it's a really weird thing. I kind of became the gatekeeper for naming stuff because it's it's very it's it's who it's the outward facing version of ourselves, right? So mm-hmm. we're gonna get to spend all this time, science effort, many minds together to create this crazy beer, but. The only way people actually see it is how they taste it and how they hear it, right? Which is the name. And so I was like, well, sometimes the sometimes this name just pops in my head like, that's the name. There it is, you know. Or and the beer, I don't even know what kind of beer it is. It could be just the name. I, I could go through my list right now, and some of them are not appropriate. Some of them are. I have to vet that. <laughs> uh, right,
0: right, right. <laughs> Got to go through the appropriate channels. You know, and Love
4: You Bye is a perfect example sure. of that, um,
0: which I could talk about,
4: but. You know, So sometimes the name comes first, sometimes the beer, the flavor idea comes first. And it's a really weird thing because um, creativity for me, and I think for a lot of people, if they think about it, comes out of this place of like really calm, right? Sure. They are relaxed. They are in tune with themselves. They're taking care of themselves. And this creativity just kind of pops. Like, When's the last time you had an aha moment? Like, oh, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Ah, I got to do this. That The more times you can, you can respect that peace and that calm, you will find more and more of, of that. and I've, I've found a little bit of that with some, some things that I've been doing personally. Um, and I have I don't know 400 beers we've done two I think we did 275 or 250 in the first four years. New beers.
3: That's crazy. Wow. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed it's that many. That's yeah, awesome.
2: Let me, yeah. let me tell you how fun it is updating the draft list. Every yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric, Struggle's Eric, real. Eric sends He's me an like, email like, here's the five beers releasing this week. And then I'm you like,
0: get the follow-up email saying, okay, it's really this five. Yeah. And that's then, usually the same ones. But Right, yeah. It's the same ones. Like,
2: some,
4: some events, which I think you're referencing, some of events am. are like just – beer heavy which we had a hop fest in may we had we had five local cl- collaborations uh, with Fatheads and uh crooked pecker and masthead and noble beast <laughs> like great
0: name yeah crooked Pecker, right yeah
4: he calls it pecker juice <laughs> eric <laughs> you guys <laughs> you guys are crazy <laughs> we, we made all hazy baby that was the first one gone phenomenal beer by the way a great, beer. great beer thank you um you know and sometimes there's it's just beer heavies but like the names just like I was telling you guys downstairs. I kind of relate it back to that Mitch Hedberg joke. Like, I gotta write it down, or I have to convince my shit, myself that shit's not funny. Like, that's his old like joke. But I have this, I have my phone next to me when I sleep. And I'm like, all right, here it is, bam, 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 or like during the day. Anytime I hear something that's inspiring, I just write it down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the name comes first. Sometimes the flavor comes first. Sometimes just like the impetus to actually make a certain style comes mm-hmm. first. But yeah. usually, usually the name is first.
3: That and I was gonna say that was something we talked about briefly on the way up here before we started recording. Was like. the the question I was thinking is do you brew a beer and then spend time coming up with a name or do you have like a fun or creative or funny name and then you decide like okay this is hilarious or I think this is cool or this this inspired me to come up with a flavor profile and build the beers and it sounds like it's a fair balance of both from from what you've described it's interesting yeah it's uh, you know it's again I when it comes down to it like you put all this time and effort and energy into sourcing materials and and brewing and experimenting and whatever. And then it comes down to, are people going to drink it or not? It's like, it could simply come down to the name doesn't land. Like if, if people are reading it off a tap list, if it It, doesn't look appealing for whatever, and if the name doesn't land or the description stinks, people might not buy it. It could be an amazing beer, but the marketing, if it's just not quite there, the beer might not move.
2: No, you're right. I I think name and graphics and, our, our graphics team is phenomenal, and our marketing team is phenomenal as well. Absolutely. But I think people shop based off what they see and what they read. So I think between the collective creativity of Eric's naming and our graphics team's designing, that's what helps drive our beer. In yeah, the I mean,
0: I'll say I'm the perfect example of that tonight. I mean, if I if the name of that beer was not Electric Lettuce and I just saw West Coast IPA. There's no way you'd order it. Not that – I. What I was enjoyed, called I, like
4: Danky McDankerson, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: I, I, I enjoy. I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoy. Well, what's uh, you guys had a uh, beer that had the word Dank in it? What was the uh, Dank the Tank? Dank the dank Tank. Yeah. I dank actually, dank. I actually really like that. But so, like West Coast IPA, like I said, is not my number one favorite beer. So probably, if it wasn't named Electric Lettuce, I I may not have gotten it. But you know, I got it and I
4: enjoyed it. Looks Wh- like. <laughs> Looks like weed's doing a good thing. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hey Hey now. Hey now. And that's a different conversation uh, for a different day. That that might be a whole different podcast. Right, 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 right. (laughs) If you you guys want to come back next week. (laughs) If you want to talk about Saucy Canna Works, that's a different thing.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Was that a little plug there? Is that a little drop there? Uh, I can't. No. (laughs) <laughs> but um,
4: we are uh, in the process of... Get yourself a flux capacitor and go get find... Get yourself a DeLorean, yeah. all stainless. Um, yeah. But in Michigan, we'll soon be launching
0: a non-medical
4: recreational line of
0: camps. I had a boss at a job that I had in high school that had a DeLorean.
4: Have you ever <laughs> been in a DeLorean? Anyone
2: ever... Yes. Me? I've never actually in so a I've never so even, even, I've I've even seen, seen one of them. Yeah, have done. you ever yeah.
0: been to uh, Iceland, USA, and Strongsville, the ice rink? No. So I used to work there in high school. The old owner of that place had a DeLorean and kept it in the Zamboni room at Iceland. So <laughs> I've sat in a DeLorean. That's hilarious.
2: What year did you go to?
0: What's that? What, what year <laughs> did you go to? <laughs> what year did you travel? Dude, Iceland's super slippery, man. <laughs> you can't, unfortunately, can't go anywhere. The, unfortunately, the flux capacitor did not work. I didn't have enough plutonium. All right.
4: Uh, anyway, <laughs> 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 so um, the naming thing is, uh, it's it's part of the the, the creative. Uh, thing and I think that um, I would be remiss if I did not mention Joe Bauco because he has been our uh, lead art graphics creative dude from from this from almost the start. Actually, he was working for a different company and we kind of got him from them that we were working with. Um, you know, and I think it was happy all around for everybody, but he is just. And I will I would say this every time I refer to him I refer to him as a mountain of talent, mm-hmm. and he just expresses himself in such a great organic, um, thoughtful way, um, and, and he listens to input and just I, I got I've just got so much respect for him because I think that he and I really jive because I, I kind of have that same thing with beer and music, sure. and um, it's a really cool thing when a company like this with our part the partners that I have and the, and the backers that we have will allow that creativity to really come out because mm-hmm. that's what people want right they want to see sure. what are people creating like they don't just want to see like plug 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 1 plus 2 plus 3 equals you know whatever IPA that's not what they really what they want like yeah. anyone can make an IPA anyone can read books and learn how to brew and take that knowledge and make the same I've stuff done it. right but if, unless you're creating something you're not you you're doing a good job saying <laughs> I can I can follow directions and that's great and that's good to hone your skills But the the further action from there is to take that knowledge, do something with it, and change the beer landscape. And ours has been twofold. One was the impetus of white stout moving to production because albino stout wasn't being canned or anything like that. So we're like, we're going to bring white stout to the forefront. Let's can it. And then Phobia came out. And then the second thing.
0: Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um,
4: Was... Um, if anyone has been looking at what we're doing, uh, we've been playing with this, this really cool yeast called Lachancea thermotolerance*. And And um, I'm a biologist, like I said, and I, I just thought that if I could make my imp- impact on the beer world in some way, it would be based on microbes, bacteria, yeast, or otherwise. And I had this idea to like... You know, kind of do all these experiments with with yeast and and microbes, and kind of create this SOP, this this the standard operating procedure that we could give to universities and colleges, and so everybody could kind of forage for their own stuff. Because yeast is everywhere; it's on right. fruits, vegetables, bark, right. whatever you name it. It's everywhere. It's on your skin. You know, if you can find a way to harvest that and then send it to a lab that can process it, we might find some things that don't exist right now because. A lot of things add flavor to beer. Malt is like the base bone, right? It's the it's the it's the backbone. It's the the sweetness, it's the sugar, it's the alcohol derivative. It's also the color. Right? right? And there's hops, which are like kind of the salt and pepper, which is like the flavoring, the bitterness, the aroma, the citrus, the dank, the tropical, the horsey, the well not maybe not horsey, but the, the you know whatever it is, the floral. And then yeast is by far in my opinion the biggest driver of beer flavor. Because if you take the same batch of sugar liquid before you make it beer, it's called wort, and you give it a Belgian Abbey ale, or you give it Kolsch yeast, those two liquids will turn out completely differently because of the genetics and the way that the hetero-fermentative yeast behave in that environment. It's a really, really cool thing. And so, long story short, what I'm getting to is, uh, a few years ago in 2017, I latched onto this yeast from um, Wild Pitch. Okay. Matt Bachman and I were talking about this. He, we were at a conference. He was just like, eh, "I did all these samples of yeast and bacteria. Ninety well, percent of them tasted like demon fecal water." I'm like, "That sounds gross," <laughs> but some of them actually made beer, and three or two or three of them made sour beer, and they were yeast. And so, for those in the know, yeast um, Saccharomyces for brewing doesn't produce sour beer, okay. but we found this yeast that does. And he's like, "I got to prove it's not contaminated with bacteria because it's producing lactic acid." And it seems. Super weird. He's like, I found it at my dad's house south of Pittsburgh, uh, you know, on an oak tree, Hmm. right? And so I was like, dude, that's really cool. I'm like, what it tastes like? He's like, I was sour and kind of like a little bit Belgian-y and kind of weird. like, oh, man, can I I get some of that? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I think he sent me 20 or 50 milliliters of it, this itty-bitty, you know, thumb-sized vial of it. And I'm like, I'm going to put this in my propagator. So we have a yeast propagator we grow all our yeast in. It was the very first yeast in the propagator. And we started making sour beers with just yeast. And now, four and a half years later, we just got published in the New Brewer, which is the nationwide publication for all breweries, saying, hey, these guys know what the fuck is up. Because we've been doing this making these crazy beers that are just different than kettle sours or bacteria-made sours because they're made with yeast. It makes one ye- one sour, one acid instead of a bunch. It's just this round, beautiful, delicious, like very consumable acid that tastes really nice it's not so freaking harsh but i had this and i'll just i'll stop rambling in a second sorry this is like my thing (laughs) no (laughs) but ryan's obsessed with this you're literally speaking my language right now you could do this for four hours here was dub jams (laughs) and and so so early on we start. I, i i started calling it the drifter series because of genetic drift which is not exactly the way this this works from a scientific perspective but you know, over time, your genes drift, your chromosomes drift, things drift. That's not really what I'm talking about, but, like, that's really the wrong way to explain it. So many scientists are listening. That doesn't sound right. I that. <laughs> I, I'm aware of that. Um, but I call it the Drifter Series because it, it just seemed it seemed like it fit for me because this yeast, after the first turn of using it, lost its potential to sour. It's so easily outcompeted by their yeasts and, mm. and dominated. It can only – and it has also very sensitive intolerances to alcohol – to pH, which is interesting, and to other things. It's, it's based on glucose concentration. So long story short is we f- started using this yeast. It started making these crazy beers. Like, what is going on? I don't know what this is. And everybody kind of embraced it. Like, these just taste great. We had a Cuvée Rouge. We had a Drifter Blonde. And then we started making these, like, really weird beers. And then last year, out of it came the Dub Jam. So we had this That's My Jam series, which was just, like, yep. this insane, like, way too much fruit in a beer kind of thing. And then Dub Jam... I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this big-ass beer. We're going to add Lachancia to it, and it's going to sour it in the fermenter, which is different than the way that most people do it, and then we're going to co-pitch it with a different yeast and then add a shitload of fruit. And it worked. It was delicious. If and you we're ever doing it again. It. Yeah. Next month, we're doing a pine, pina colada version Oof. and a painkiller
0: version. Will you be brewing it in the rain? <laughs>
4: Funny you ask that because the beer that made us on Drifter on the Chancia was called Caught in the Rain.
2: There's actually, a, you know... It ties into everything, Look Listen, go, well going back to naming, I have a lot of fun behind the bar selling these because it'll, oh, be, yeah. it'll be a rainy day and a group of people will walk in. I'll be like, oh, were you caught in the rain? <laughs> Would you like <laughs> one? There Look, we go. have
3: a beer. Perfect for this very moment. I think there's a,
2: there there might be a, a
4: rudimentary uh, music video of me doing it. And I use there them. it is. The emergency, like shower in the brew like yep it's working <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you awesome. know in, in 2000 this will be a, a i guess a humble brag but in 2018 we won best brew in cleveland and the the scene cleveland scene did that and it was a really surreal moment um because i don't typically brew to style because as, as i was saying when you train in beer you learn how to beer brew Brew beers, I'm sorry, um, to a specific way that they were produced at a certain time with a certain regimen. And you're basically just saying, like, yep, I can do that. That's basically saying, like, I can make a – and not to degrade what people are doing. There's an equal, an equal amount of respect for what the people are doing to brew to style. But when you brew to style, you don't create. Right. Right. So um, Caught in the Rain was a Lachancey beer, sour IPA that was brewed with vanilla and pineapple and then dry hopped with mosaic and uh, mandarina Bavaria. It's, it's this really citrusy tangerini kind of melon tasting hop came in at a beautiful 6.7 ABV. Yeah, that's right. It came in at six, seven. And that beer was just like such a whew, man. It was different. And it was, it was hard to explain. there was something very like a heartbeat. You could feel a heartbeat in here. The same kind of feeling I got when we created white Stout, And, um, it was different, and it's getting noticed, and I think that's actually what won us the 2018 Best Brewery in Cleveland. And since then, um, my wife and I, my my now wife and I, Carolyn, she's just an amazing, amazingly passionate and kind, compassionate person, and um, we have a very, very different relationship. I think than most people, it's a very a little bit higher than soul. I think we call it twi- twin flames. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her and I talk about this a lot, and it's just an interesting thing to see these big these big events happen in your life so getting published in new brewer is a big thing you know yeah. getting white white stout for me was a big thing and the newest thing has been Chancia. so uh, we got recognized for it that we're using it, it was in this big this magazine and uh, we actually had our wedding planned in march and uh, we both got covid she was taking care of her mother uh, that was really sick with it um, and she's better now luckily uh, thankfully uh, but she came home like, well, you don't feel great. And a few days later, I didn't feel great. And we both got it, you know. And so we, yeah. we just did our bed rest and, you know, isolated. Luckily, we didn't talk to anybody. I left the brewery knowing that kind of kind was going <laughs> to maybe happen. Right. And, um, but in that time, I just had time to think. And I, I called my, my Joe, our graphics guy, and Zach, my head of QAQC, and said, hey, I want to name this something different. I want to call it La Chantia Tart because okay. it's not a sour ale. Right. You know, and th- I explained that, like, it needs its own nomenclature because it's a different thing, it's a different style. And when you if you try to enter this beer into a competition, which we have, and they never win, ever. Right. Because when you go to a competition, you're based on flavor, aroma, appearance, you know, drinkability, blah, blah, blah. But you're also based on you're also judged on method of production. And our method of production with this sour yeast is completely different. And everyone's like, Yep, we totally dig that. And so now people are grabbing onto this Lachancia tart. So Cleveland in the land has a chance to make Chancia Tart its own thing, its own style of beer that doesn't exist anywhere else. Mm. The, B- the Brewers Association is starting to recognize it. Other people are starting to recognize it. But we were the only ones that created it. We're about to do a collaboration with Masthead on it and maybe one of the sibling revelry on it and start to get the Chancia Tart name out. But it's a different style of beer because it's not as sharp and biting as like a kettle sour, which is, is a great thing, but it's just different. And it, it right. started here. So I'm not saying we're the first ones that used Chancia. We are just... Uh, a brewery that grabbed onto it and have have learned how to use it and mess with it and it's starting to work for us now and my wife and i actually made a beer is and it's a world's first (coughs) it's called young and wild her name is her last name was wild she just got changed carolyn wild and um the project for us with lachanzi was kind of young and wild too but i anytime that we use lachanzi to sour then co-pitch it with another yeast that beer is brand new yeah so we decided – we're walking the dogs. I'm like, I want to make this beer. I want to make a wild ale. And wild ales usually have Brettanomyces in them, which they make them horsey and funky. and you know, mm-hmm. Kind of weird. You guys probably had
0: sour – or not
4: necessarily sour, but like funky shit like that.
0: Like the, yeah. yeah. I've been to Funkinship.
4: Funkinship. Yeah. yeah, they got a lot of brett down there too. So yeah. call, we, brewers call it brett. Yeah, yes. is brett. And uh, I'm like, if we do a co-pitch of La Chancia Tart – and a Britannomyces fermentation we will have a brand-new beer because no one is co-pitching this stuff. No one really knows how to use Lachantia yet. There's a little bit of uh, a learning curve for people to get up on it, and it's a brand-new thing, but it's kind of starting. The, the groundswell is in Cleveland. And I go, we're walking the dog. She's like, well, what's it going to taste like? I'm like, huh, I have, I have no idea what it's going to taste like. <laughs> and usually I have a pretty good idea before I yeah. start brewing what's right. going to taste like, but we brew this beer. It's coming out next week. Uh, it's called Young and Wild, and is a Lachantia tart. Wild ale it is the first of its kind, and I can I, can, I truly don't mean like you know like ah uh, it's the first world's first you yeah. know you can just hold your hand up in the air, but like this is true, this is real that no one has ever created a Brettanomyces fermented Lachantia. Beer so you
0: before. say it's not a sour, but would you say like if you're typically a person who enjoys drinking sours, will you enjoy drinking this? Yes,
4: okay. uh, it is. It is a it is a sour because it is sour with Lachantia, thermotolerans, and then. From my so what I'm with it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It is kind of like a lambic, okay, mm, but okay. it's missing some of the mouthfeel that lambics have, and it's missing there's some that, of the. There's
0: that word mouthfeel. Yeah. We talk about we talk about mouthfeel beers we, every some, single my, week. My
4: German brew instructor called it Mousefeel.
0: Mouthfeel, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> yeah, I, some I mouse, thought that was, I was that is duh. accurate. Some mouthfeel, um,
4: <laughs> but it, it, you don't want to like. It's hard to like get out of your head and like try to not compare it to everything else. It's is is right. purely what it is. Try to enjoy this as a brand new style to the world. So, so what I'm trying next to
0: get to is if you enjoy Sours, you said next week?
4: It should come out on Friday. If it doesn't come out on this Friday, it'll come out next Friday.
0: So, yeah. ne- so next weekend, come to Saucy and try a new style of beer. World's first. Young Worlds and wild. First. See, this is what you get when you live off the land. You get new styles of beer. There you go.
3: That's pretty crazy, too. Well, it's kind of like, you know, I keep thinking back to like you guys were mentioning, like the 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 artist, the music, the the setting. It's like it really does feel like the difference between I'm learning how to play chords on a guitar and like legitimately just like riffing and experimenting and playing and toying with things. It's like you're not you're not just like following the cookbook step one, step two, step three. You're like, hey, I'm going to do this thing dude's writing his own cookbook because it's fun
2: yeah because it's 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 like i tried this thing last time and here's coming out next fall right right yeah i I started writing a cookbook last year really yeah yeah Yeah. it's just Um,
3: it's it's a different type of art you're you're not using maybe an instrument in this case but you're you're this is your method of 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 playing playing and experimenting and yeah it's cool to see
4: it's interesting, It's because interesting I've, I've always likened beer to music, and I, I always say, like, you know, maybe someday I could be a rock star, I don't know. Right, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, maybe, we'll see. There's some good stuff coming out of the, the old brain right now, but, um, you know, it, I've always said that, like...
0: I would love to know what names of your songs would be. <laughs> That's some good ones. But, um... Think I, our I beer th- th- names are good, you sure. but, like <laughs> Right.
4: Uh, <laughs> thanks, Alex. Um, you know, I think that there's this, like, I don't know, I, I should digress a little bit, I guess, but... It's just a, it's just a great way to express yourself, and I've I've always said that like <coughs> drinking, watching people drink beer is kind of like watching them sing your lyrics mm. to some to some degree.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, mm. and the other thing I would say is that like, as far as like the riff thing, which you're right, it's like I'm creating, but like when there's this much like, and I think that a lot of people could could get to this point where they're whether they are you know, um, in the financial world with their 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 career or they're in. They're architects, whatever they're creating or, or musicians mm-hmm. or builders or brewers or whatever it is that creates something cool. You get to a level where you're at the the craftsman stage. Yep. So it's almost riffing, but it's riffing with experience.
3: Yeah, and you're, not, you're not just a, you're just not absentmindedly like slamming on a keyboard or whatever. Right. But it's 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 intentional. You're it's like, with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. But you're 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 right and beer. Experimental beer can be like that, and it's very, very cool, very, very fun. And for me, if I'm not going to leave an impact on beer when I when I leave my brewing career, when I'm whatever years old, you know, I have to say that I did something good for beer. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm just kind of pushing the narrative, you know. So mm-hmm. I, that's where I'm at with it.
0: That's cool. That's cool. So I wanted to talk uh, a little bit more about Saucy Brew Works and, you know, the. Giant, giant elephant in the room that ever you know encapsulates everything that has happened over the last 18 months is the pandemic. Um, hey, been, what's up? It's been a wild ride. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk about what are some of the ch- like biggest. Obviously, you know I work in the manufacturing realm, so I know everything about the challenges with logistics and trying to get materials to be able to make your products and all that sort of stuff. What are some of the biggest challenges? that you guys faced during the pandemic, whether it be just being able to open your doors and get people in the, in the building. And what are some of the things you learned and some of the, maybe, you know, maybe not anything, but maybe something that you guys learned
2: during the pandemic that will make you stronger now coming out of it. Yeah. So I think most importantly, the, the thing we learned during the pandemic and I think Eric will stand by my side with this and all of the partners included is we realized at the beginning that we could kick ass at this during it and still maintain all safety and most importantly keep everybody employed Mm -hmm. um that was the biggest achievement for us i feel during the pandemic um
0: yeah i think what's really cool about about uh uh your guys space is um, you guys are able to be safe because in the warm weather months, you guys have these garage door. You can basically make yourself an open-air
2: well, space. Not even that, but across the street on top of that, we have our Vibe Garden, which is 2,000 people right. spaced right. out appropriately as well. But, no, um, yeah, like you said, log- logistically, it's been a nightmare. It still kind of is uh, yeah, when it comes gonna, to, supply to, even, uh, to be. even ordering glassware or <laughs> – ordering products for food unfortunately we've had to cut you know a couple food items out just because we can't get them and we right, don't yeah. know when we will um, but yeah we we all kind of took a step back and looked to see what we needed to do and did everything we could to still be as successful as possible on yeah, top of that I think that's a great answer to, to the question and I think that
4: for me there there was a palpable and noticeable, uh, reaction to the pandemic from a brewery-specific from a brewery, from a brewery specific point of view. And um, I would say that, you know, in general, there was a, like, you can either, like, kind of crawl back in your shell and, like, well, I, I'll just wait to l- figure this out kind of mentality, right? Or, like, I just want to be safe, which is, well, safe is kind of a pejorative thing, but, like, you want to either crawl back in your shell and, like, just wait for something to happen sure. or you want to lead the charge. Sure. And we chose the latter. Um, so... Are uh, what what saved us immediately. We um, we got a contract with the Cleveland Clinic to produce tons and tons of boxed lunches for first responders, doctors, nurses. Which I think we'd all agree that we're extremely grateful for. Sure. Um, we have absolutely, no, and we have no idea what they go through. No. Mm-hmm. Just like anything else, you know, racism or or any other kind of um, you know impoverished or dis, and dis- disenfranchised. Uh, people, We have no idea what they're going through. And right. so I think it's important to always remember that we just don't know. Right. right. And so when we get the chance to produce meals for the Cleveland Clinic, it was very impactful for us because, A, it saved our ass straight up. Yeah. It did. We, bought, we had to buy a truck to actually do it. I learned how to use And I, I might have ruined A Ford Focus with Sorry <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, We're buddies now But um, You know um, you know, We, we had to uh, We had to adjust And so We laid off everybody uh, That was hourly For only a few days
2: Maybe I was it was a week say, I, I remember it. I don't even think It was a I week I don't think it was a
4: week And we got the Cleveland contract Cleveland Clinic contract We brought everybody back mm-hmm. And we, be, we turned our Our pub Into a food Manufacturing facility mm-hmm. Everything was inspected Everything was clean Everything was great and it, it, really, it really was impactful for us. At the same time, we had you know, tanks full of beer that were destined for distributors. Um, some of them were to be kegged only, and there was no label art you know, designed. So we just kind of reacted and said, OK, what can we do? What, what can we possibly do? So we created labels. Because everyone was making, taking beer to go. They wanted to just take Uber Eats, come in, come yep. out. You know, yep. you know what? They want to go back home, right? I said, okay, we'll react to that. So we created labels. We canned up, I think, five or six beers that were not planned to be canned. Mm-hmm. You know, All For You was canned. And did we put we didn't do Pushing Hazies. But we did a bunch of beers that were supposed to be just draft only. Stealing signs are, are up
0: to the uh, Astros. So this is why I'm upset that Jordan couldn't uh, be with us. Oh, He's an
2: that. Astros fan.
0: Well, well, and you
2: can tell him to stop stealing stuff. He but, hey, <laughs> sucks, hey, he loves
3: that beer. He actually does love that beer. And I i, I remember I bought it the one week you know, for at, the podcast specifically because for no other reason other than I wanted to
0: just take a shot Astros at him. Fan. Yeah, he's from he's, he's from Houston, so. We'll yeah, let it slide. He's not here, so I can't for, say for anything. Him, right, right yeah. exactly. And for him. When it first happened, he was a typical Astros fan that was like, "Oh, there's no, you know, they didn't, they didn't cheat, whatever." But they now, definitely didn't like, tap any trash yeah, cans. N- n- <laughs> yeah. now, now now he's just like, yeah, haha. Don't ha, carry it away. Yeah, now he's just like, yeah, haha, ha, it happened. Blah blah. Yeah, blah. yeah,
4: that's f- that's our uh, spring seasonal as a an, yeah. as an amazing American IPA. It's a Great beer, thank great you. Beer. Yeah. Uh, Centennial and Citra in that one, it's a,
0: just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beer. Um, <laughs> but, but, so what's yeah. so what's 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 the one thing that you guys learned during the pandemic that you can take? Kind of, I mean, I don't know really what to call, it, but in the post, I'm, we're still in the pandemic, but in the post-pandemic world, sort right. coming so, out of it, yeah. So,
4: so where I was going was we, you know, we had the Cleveland Clinton contract, and then we were like, we, Brent, Matt, and I, my partners, uh, and we have investors that are also just equally amazing, or, or more so. Um, but the three of us were just like, what can we do to help? So we created the the Cleveland Tip Jar, Brent. My partner was the main, the driving factor behind Cleveland Tip Jar, and so I remember that it wasn't yeah. just for our people; it was for anybody in Cleveland that wanted right. to be part of it. And so yeah. I, I don't even know how much we raised; it was a lot. So for it was, uh, what was um, it? Plus plus one fifty k, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. for, for just for for people that for service servers, you know, were like, servers like, yeah. bartenders that were out of right. work, that needed money, and you could you could put yourself on here. People could tip you. We could randomly tip people. There was an algorithm to to, to work that out, and we created that. Right. So I don't know if people know that or not. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. one of those things where like when you do something nice, you don't like to say. Hey, we did this right. But, yeah, and I think that's part of the issue. You yeah, maybe may part. Of, that maybe just one of the things. Like we, we since day one, we've always been a very charitable
0: business. You know, we well, you always you also had the. Uh, and I don't know if this was directly tied in with the pandemic. You may have done the. You may have started this before the pandemic. Was the uh, the free pizza on Wednesdays? Wednesdays. That, right. that was. We still the currently
4: do that. We still do it. Sure. Okay. So anybody that needs needs help, wants right. help, wants free pizza, it's here on yeah. Wednesdays. Uh, currently,
2: it's currently it's 11 to 1 p.m. So right. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yep. Come up to our window or come inside, up to the window, right? You will get yeah. free we're going to get you fed.
4: People don't really realize that. And sure. um, it doesn't matter, but it's it's there. And the, the, one of the other bigger things we did during the pandemic was um, besides implementing CDC recommended, you know, keeping people safe. Sure. We, did, we had checks. We had spreadsheets. We had all this stuff to keep people safe. And I think we did a really good job at it. Um, so much the Cleveland Clinic backed us on it. So and sure. well, the and biggest thing was the penny the penny six packs probably. So the,
2: the penny six packs were one of my favorite things we've done for first responders. Oh yeah, and or yeah. hospital yeah. workers well. or anybody that
4: yeah work anybody their asses anybody off. that really wanted it could have had it, and it was sure it was just like hey we understand we get it yeah we don't know how to help other than just do you want this? Like, do you want this? And you have to charge something for beer. Right. Sure. And, it, and there's logistics around it, whether it's going to be brought back or whatever it is. So you can only charge the same amount for 30 days. Right. So we're like, this is one penny. Everybody in the pool. Yeah. Phobia or whatever. We gave a bunch of beer away. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just saying, Hey, can we help in some way? Right. Make your life better. Cause it sucks right now. Right. I mean, we know it sucks. We feel it sucks. Yeah. So I
0: mean, you got, you guys felt it during the pandemic and you know, your consumers obviously also felt it during the pandemic. So, it's really cool for you guys to be able to, even though you're feeling the pinch of what was happening during the pandemic, to still be like, "Hey, yeah, we're here for you. We're here to help. We're all in this together."
4: Well, and it, it was nice to be recognized this year. Um, we won Outstanding Small Business of the Year in Ohio City for our efforts during the pandemic. So it was it was impactful, inspiring, and it's it's just it's very real, yeah. and, and um, yeah. it's it's something that all of us should take a step back and just realize. Yeah, and we're all in this together. Sure, and we all have our different inputs, you know, with with whatever we're doing. We're I'm pointing, I'm pointing around the room like everyone could see me, but like you're special, you're special, you're special. But we all are, and all we really have is this moment right here, right now. And so everyone needs to realize that just just spend time in your in your current moment because sure. that's the only thing you literally have. And spend, how
2: great how great is it to hear that message this week too with Thanksgiving? Exactly. Thank but you. I I will say one of my favorite things about. Working for this company and being involved in this company is how much we get back and Sure. You know, we did the Red Cross donation so for the entire month of I don't remember off for the my Hurricane Ida. Yeah. Hurricane yeah. Ida. You know we took, we took donna- donations. Yeah, we took that. donations yeah. for that at all of our brew pubs. And we were able to donate. And yeah. we continue to do stuff like that. And like you said, it's not—it's—it's
0: it's not like the recognition's nice, but it, the, you know, that's—that's that's not why. I
2: don't think any of us here do it for recognition. One hundred percent. I right. think we all do it because we just. Just like we care. said, we're all in this together. It's the well, right you, thing you to do. do it, and that's you do it. Part, you do clearly something that's important to you guys.
4: Yeah, you do it because it's one of your pillars. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of education is one of our pillars, and charity is one of our pillars. So um, we do a Heavivites and BF Hefe best friends forever best bff uh That's <laughs> the name came it. from before, uh, before i
0: started liking ipas that was my beer of choice was hefeweizen
4: hefeweizen is a brewer's beer it's a great beer it's a hard to make difficult difficult style to nail and it's just a beautiful beautiful beer yes um but 50 cents of every poor goes to breakthrough schools a, the most successful charter in cleveland and uh That's great. they are just light years ahead of their their time and um you know, and we, we hired through Jobs Means Ohio. We hired all sorts of people. And some of our people actually are – their kids are going to break through school. So, like, sure. it's it's not just – you know, it's one of those things where do you – does anyone see it? Not necessarily. Do we talk about it? Not really. But it's just part of who we are. You know, we've helped employees. We did the Resilience Fund when, when, when Sierra Nevada called for the the wildfires in North, North California. You know, we donated to that. Right? Sure. It's just – it's one of those things you just don't talk about because it's right. like asking for recognition on a nice thing and it feels weird but right. it's it's one of those things also because we've gotten some hate you know kind of the bigger you get the, the more hate you get and sure. you know we've had some some of that and we yeah. try to combat it with like hey man we're just doing what we're trying to do supporting our 130 now employees in the best way that we possibly can and if you don't if you're not on board with that like well, try to keep your hate to a minimal. I don't know. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, yeah. We're just all doing our best. Yeah. Anyone that thinks they know how to run a business—sorry, like, we care. It's, it's, it's hard.
0: Right, it's, yeah, the, it's, it's hard. How dare you? It's, it's the balancing act, right? Because, <laughs> because like you want to be as successful as you possibly can be, but with that, you have you know with with anything. I mean, you see it with with literally everything. People, especially on social media, people will hate on everything. Yeah. But you want to be as successful as you possibly can be.
2: So it's tough it's a balancing act. Social media is the biggest blessing and curse of oh, this absolutely. entire planet. 100% so. massive
3: double edged sword because on the one hand you have such an opportunity you know like again if i have something like twitter or Untapped or pick your poison like i can share anything i'm eating or drinking worldwide cool on the flip side, it can get really ugly really fast if people are irresponsible with it or just straight up shitty. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like that and that, that happens. And too. in
2: 2021, you can't be successful without without social media, but yeah. you also can get destroyed by social media yeah. as well. Yeah, it's no. So all that to say, um, the pandemic was very challenging, for, and that was just
4: like one one of the faces. The other face sure. was that you know it put a lot of pressure on to go beer, which means cans. Right, and we have a can contract. Sure, but it squeezed our cans because. Yeah, no, no pun intended. I didn't mean that in a weird derogatory <laughs> way. <but> I <like>,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, think we had cans. Su- there, I think we have seven. We had a, a <laughs> seven hundred. by the way.
4: Last year, this time last year, we had a seven hundred case order can that for be nut for what's his nuts, and we didn't have any blank cans. We couldn't get, we couldn't get blank cans. Sure, but luckily we
2: had a a, a supply of older they, cans phobia in the head. they were slayed. phobia cans and if you guys ever get called by me to come shuck cans just yeah. we say to, no we just yeah. shuck the cans we,
4: we, we do what you have to do but like I guess you know I think that everyone just needs a little bit more like gentleness with how they act in the yeah. world and like yeah, you know kind of a um, give and take and like benefit of the doubt kind of mentality like you can choose how you react to any situation you can choose how, you can choose how positive you are yeah and I think that's very important. And I, I mean,
3: I just think so a lot of folks take take what we have and the access you have to things for granted. Like I, I'm guilty of this myself. Like just the other day, it's so funny. I've gotten so used to in a world where, w- with Amazon, you could push a button and something shows up on your doorstep in like 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. It's really easy to get super pissy when things don't show up. I ordered a cell phone case. Uh, well, I got a new phone, and it—God it, forbid—it took five days to get here. And I'm like, <laughs> "Where is that And I'm losing yeah, my mind. I'm and the I'm same like, way. But, I, but I'm like, <laughs> "Like, dude, it, supply chain things are screwed up left and yeah. right. We're in this crazy world. Like, chill the hell out."
4: Yeah. But, but a little more, too, a little more like, consideration like, wouldn't hurt,
3: right? Exactly. Like if I want this right. thing, I want this product, I want this beer, right. and oh, my local supermarket doesn't have it, or oh, the brewery they ran out of cans or whatever. And it's easy to fly off the handle because I'm used to immediate access to things because that's the world we were used to living in. And wow. then and yeah, you're
4: talking about a much bigger thing, which is abort, right. abort the system. That's just thing,
3: yeah, that's just like a big like thirty thousand <laughs> foot like philosophical thing. Now where, you're right. Where like a little bit of compassion and consideration goes a hell of a long way.
4: Yeah, you're you're talking to the right guy, and yeah. and uh, we can have that conversation offline or uh, online if yeah. you want. But like, yeah, I just long story short is just enjoy what you have because sure. th- the moment that you're sitting in right now, with you, you, you. I'm pointing people on the on, right. for those yeah. you can't see. <laughs> He's talking this to, is to you and Phoebe back
3: here. <laughs> yep. Hey our audience member. She's our executive um, producer.
4: She is. She's actually got credits, right? So
2: yep. um, this, this is She's like 1% owner, I think.
4: This, this is all there that we – This what I'm saying is that this is all we have. Right. Yeah. Any moment that you have is this, and that's all you really have. If you're planning for the future or you're spending too much time in the past, you are missing the point of right now and right here. And that I think is something that everybody should just maybe just take to some time on. And I'm not the first person to say that. I didn't think of that shit. It's just it's it's true for who I am, and I think that yeah. a lot of people could benefit from thinking about like just just be be here, be present, be absolutely. now. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um. Okay. Well, we are running on an hour and a half, so uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys before we wrapped up, and and we can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about um, that we didn't cover. Um, is what are some things that are coming up for Saucy that you would like to talk about? Um, new beers coming out. Uh, I worked in the food service industry for ten ten years, working in kitchens, working in the back of the house. So, are there, is there anything new coming up with the kitchen with new, you know, things coming up?
2: So with the kitchen, we're we're we've come to the point where we're running quarterly menus. Okay. So you're not going to see anything new in the kitchen till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I could tell you January one. I don't want to give as you anything are pumping away out on that pizza. I'm good. Yeah, we're never going to stop pumping out the pizza, yeah, I pizza. I promise you. We are going to make a couple. Pizza and I love changes. the so- I love
0: the saucy balls. By the way,
2: those aren't going anywhere. <laughs> don't worry. Good. Okay. Um, we have a bunch of great beers coming out. One being this, possibly two being this Friday. Uh Three hose Bourbon Barrel. Ooh. Okay, Ryan's sorry. not gonna drink that, uh, Ryan. But right. I'll, 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 I'll drink it. I'll drink it. <laughs> hey, He's all sorry, in. buddy.
0: <laughs> How about out of respect, you maybe try? it? I'll give it a it. shot. You I'll can give drink a, a five-ounce I, sample. I, 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 I would faith, gladly I mean. try it. I will gladly I mean,
2: Joe try, try it. it. So we got that coming <laughs> out uh, Friday. Hopefully, Young and Wild as well.
3: That's uh, I'm really excited about that.
4: How about
2: that's that, going to be a great beer. How
0: about yeah. that strawberry jalapeno IPA? Uh, the yeah. one I made that's up That's a
2: about. work in progress. That's, that's, a, that's a whip. That's a whip beer. <laughs> yeah, got it. Got but it. Uh, one thing I think Eric and I both wanted to mention is What's His, uh, What's His Nuts is returning. Oh, gosh, yes. Return of the Nuts. Yes. Return
0: of the Nuts. Episode 5, Return of the Nuts. Don't have me with a good time. Yeah. Yeah. The and, nuts strike uh, back.
2: Also, Numb Nuts is going to be joining What's His Nuts as well. And that's crazy. That's nuts. Um. So, hey! <laughs> but, you know, there, there's a lot of things. here all week. Everybody tip your waitresses. <laughs> right? Right? There's there's a lot of things behind the scenes that you're going to see, uh, especially if you follow us on social media. Yep. Being announced soon. We have a lot of great things coming. Some of them I don't think we're ready to talk about. But most importantly being yeah. Three Hose Bourbon Barrel this Friday. Hopefully Young and Wild as well. If not this Friday, next Friday. But... What's his nuts? Everybody' fa- favorite. Yeah, it's coming.
4: It is. Uh, what's nuts? is funny because uh, when when my partner's dad and I, we were the the two the kind of team that built this building. It was a rehab of a. This used to be a water uh, treatment plant, f- like parts workshop. It was also
2: w- a jail in like the 1940s. Uh, a little bit earlier, but um, yeah. it,
4: it had a bunch of machine pads and these, these cranes, and I didn't know much about construction, but I was the project manager because I just I had this innate whatever we had to, I had to do that so sure and um the thing i kept hearing him say is this is gonna be right the money This is gonna be dead nuts so one of our I first do. beers was a brown ale with my my buddy greg mm-hmm. uh G Z. and love this guy I, I really do he's just an amazing talented driven soulful person and i love him so much i do um and I, the beer that came out of that was dead nuts I, I was like, let's make a pecan porter dead nuts oh nice and so awesome. out of that was kind of born the what's his nuts like uh what's his name uh, i can't think of it uh, what's his nuts that's kind of where that what's his nuts got came it. from. and uh, now we do kind of riffs on the whole thing well in every year we do a variance party so last year we did thai chili coconut and marshmallow marzipan cookies and cream mm-hmm. bourbon barrel salted caramel mm-hmm. this year we're doing a whole other smattering of new ones uh super bowl weekend and we're gonna have a pop-up dinner that weekend oh nice uh, which will yeah. release
2: um, with numb nuts variants. I'm not gonna say a name. It doesn't I'm matter. Not name. Not I'm not gonna say a name. Definitely not called. I'm not gonna say a name. Doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> it's it a great, it
4: great. thing because it's. It's yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's gonna be a fun time. Um, so what's is nuts is coming down the pipe. Gross. And <laughs> pause. Sorry. Uh, the, the jokes. About um, they write they, themselves. They do. And that that's happening <laughs> um, in the middle of we're doing a big brewery expansion uh, down into this this little area that we have in the rest of our building. That'll bring us to a full capacity
3: for our brew house. I was actually going to ask you about that. I noticed on my walk over. I was so before we started recording, I was grading some papers over yep. at Rising Star, yep. and I was walking yes, over. Yes, you saw an empty building,
0: yep. and yes, we're adding yes. tanks to it. Title has Let's relocated go. the box, the boxing gym, right? Title has relocated.
4: Correct. We're going to okay, occupy bet. that space with the brewing equipment,
0: and uh, it'll
4: allow us to bring the the capacity of the brew house from its latent forty five percent up to one hundred. So um, it's really really nice that way. Um, that's coming uh, this first quarter. We'll start construction in Charlotte for our first um, way, yes. way, way, yes, way out yes, of town. Yes. But we have a place in Detroit. Charlotte's a new adventure um, with our partners there. Um, and we're going to look at a bunch of different spaces there. So look for new pubs around the country that uh, kind of ooze the saucy brand. that that's are, right. They, they are us. The only one that's not us, I should mention this, is the one in the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. That is run by the stadium, which is a great thing. But if someone's like, "Why are you charging twelve bucks a beer?" That's not us. That's somebody else. That's <laughs> so right? Yeah. <laughs> but we are <laughs> privileged. We are privileged enough to be the Cleveland Cavaliers sponsor. They've been an amazing um, and continue to be an amazing partner for us in lots and lots of ways. Um, and so it's nice to have our – as a great asset for us to have our beers on there. But sure. we don't we don't run that. So don't judge yeah, us yeah, based yeah. on how right. much they have, stadium, stadium stadium yeah, yeah. they have to make their margin that, too. Stadium beers are stadium beers. Yeah, make their margin too. And that, right. I also know, so no really judgment. want
2: a giant saucy neon in my house. But the Romo Fijo. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway,
4: I know you said we're coming up to an hour and a half, so I'll, I'll stop blathering. Um.
2: No, this has been great. No, um, man, this is, yeah. I
0: is there anything else uh, that the people should know about with sauce I know you talked about the, the uh, Detroit location, uh, the Columbus one as well, correct? We're yeah, good.
4: Columbus so, and uh, Harrison West uh, is just a banger.
2: Pinecrest. Place is great. Pinecrest, yeah. Obviously, where we're at, Ohio City.
0: Pinecrest, you guys actually just opened the kitchen in that. Yeah, place. we opened the, the, the kitchen, kitchen this yeah. summer. Because I was, uh, I believe I was there in April or May, I believe. So, right after opening, um, or maybe it was before it was right before because we went in there, um, to grab a beer, uh, before we, we were supposed to go to a comedy show, which didn't end up happening, which is a hilarious story. Yeah, um, <laughs> one of our good puns. We have a, yeah, yeah we had a, uh, uh, a comedian from LA that was doing a show here right after everything started opening up from the pandemic, and uh, <laughs> the location didn't know that the performer was supposed to be performing there that night so oh, we out. got there and shout the, out eric Howick. we, got, Helwig, we yeah, love you we got there and the doors <laughs> were locked wonderful and yeah, we were there Great. the ball we were there with him and he called the manager of the location and they're like no we're closed tonight i don't know what you're talking about and yeah, super weird
4: well, Pinecrest right now is uh, kind of this vibrant, thriving thing. There's a little bit of a heartbeat there, and it's, it's really yeah. nice. Pins is there, and Condado is there, and a bunch of other Whole like, mm. Foods and REI. Yep. And uh, we're we're kind of a staple there as now as well. So yeah, yeah it's a really, it's a really cool thing. Um, so, but that's, that's kind of where saucy's headed. The only the, the probably the biggest thing coming out of this next year is our our new Barrel uh, Society, the Secret Sauce with Dobel Stouts. Uh, we're we're releasing El Lager as our Mexican Lager. It's our new flagship beer. Uh, no lime in it, just a straight up clean, crisp, delicious craft, uh, Mexican lager. Um, and some other really, really cool projects coming out of that, but, you know, look for some good things. I think, um, I think it's, it's, a fun time to, to be in this industry. It's an interesting sure. time given, you know, the social uh, climate, uh, as well as just the industry climate as a, as a whole. And so, uh, Thank you for having me on. Thank you for ha- having Alex for setting this thing of up. Course. And thank no, you, Ryan. I really appreciate yeah. you guys uh, asking me on. the great banter. I mean, you guys are you guys are awesome. This is kick-ass. And, uh, yeah, thanks for letting me do my thing. But uh, I really, really do appreciate it. You yeah, guys absolutely. Are, uh, absolutely so, amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And you guys as well. Um, so that is uh, Saucy, Brew Work. That's Saucy Brew Works. That is Eric and Alex. Um, come on up to, well, Pinecrest. Uh, this is technically Hinchtown, isn't it? Ohio Hinchetown, City, two eight eight five Detroit Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Or um, you know, what's weird is I look at our stats from every episode, and it's weird to see where we get people listening from. We get people listening in Detroit, so if you're in Detroit, go to Saucy yeah. right in Detroit. Right on John R. R. I have uh, some of my best friends from from high school that live in Columbus, and people that listen to us in Columbus go to the Tap House in Columbus. Um, and then you know, like they said, way down the road, but they're starting soon. Uh, North Carolina, so. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Um,
2: I had it written down. What's Saucy's social handles? Uh, There's multiple. The main one is just at Saucy Brewworks on Instagram. Right. It's also Saucy Brewworks on Twitter. You'll find all our other channels for our specific stores through that. If you guys want,
0: uh, go ahead and plug your personal
2: accounts if you want. Uh, Twitter, I'm just SBW Alex.
4: Yeah, I'm only on Instagram and, uh, at Eric Anderson Brewer.
0: And we are at uh, the LOTL Podcast. You can follow us on social media there. Uh, check out our website, LOTLpodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, so we appreciate you guys. and uh yeah. talk Thanks sports. Again, guys.
4: You guys are kick-ass. Yeah, if you're gonna talk about sports, I'm gonna leave the room because I, I think I I think I missed that day. We can
0: talk about we can talk <laughs> about sports after the podcast. because we right, we're we're at an hour and a half now. So appreciate you I guys. I Just
2: wanted to say my one thing. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Oh yeah, thing. yeah. But what's your what's your? What do you want to talk about, Let's Baker Mayfield? Yes, my yeah, I do. Pro Baker or I love Baker. Thank you. Thank let God. him so let him so we, get we are, healthy. So we are please. Yes.
0: Yes. He should not he should not
2: have played last week. No, and that you know.
0: Yeah, 100%. There was a hug stop. It. Yeah, That's hugs. Yeah. Sorry. Hugs all a- around. As
2: somebody that truly does love Baker and I do think he is our franchise quarterback, I don't think he should have played the last 3 Not at weeks. All. Not at all. Get no. him healthy. He's battling three injuries. Yes, he's looked like trash. He's hurt. What do we think about how he handled the media yesterday? To be honest with you, if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't have talked to the media after the game.
0: See, I 100% agree with you. Um, I, I think it's very convenient and very easy for our media in this city to be like, oh, you're a professional. you gotta you got to face the media and do your job. It's your job to face the media. No, well, He's a he, human being, man. He like. literally told you that he thought it was best to calm down. And what did he do? The very next day, the first media availability he could have done he faced the media yeah it's just
2: because they don't like his answers
0: like when he says something like like I don't need to be accountable to you the media I need to be accountable to my teammates
2: no and he does and he's he's very open about when he's messed up or when he had a bad game or he he doesn't blame it on oh Jarvis Landry didn't catch this ball yeah. well guess what you probably threw a bad, and he admits that yeah. I do think he's our franchise quarterback I do want to see him be our franchise quarterback to him healthy that's I bottom w- line. The I guy was completing 80% of his passes before he uh tore his labrum. That's that's what I'm saying. Let him yes. get healthy. Take him out. Let him get healthy. And I don't bring him back right. and I, I guarantee he'll be a top 5. I can't stand the people especially in our media and our fans that say like, "Oh, if he's going to play, he
0: needs to play like like he's the friend. No. You don't understand. Battling I mean, like the, the this worst guy, shoulder. This guy injury his body even. is so broken right now. Yeah. This guy has is playing on one arm and one leg. And I also before we get out of here I wanted to talk a little bit about the booing situation that happened. I hate it. I was I was at the game. Okay, so you you can you can ha- like
2: yeah. Was it was it, it audible? Like could you, Oh yeah. Right. You, and I you saw a video it.
0: to where he was you know, he compared the booing to uh our fans not being quiet when the offense has the ball. And I saw a video where he the clou- the right. crowd the crowd is loud and and I also want to <laughs> tell our stadium operations to not uh play certain things when the offense has the ball they broadcasted the the score of the Ravens game to where the Bears had just taken the lead and the crowd goes nuts and it was right before that first down play and Baker's trying to calm the crowd down and you can see it he's audibly pissed he's shaking his head and and all this and what happened what happened on that play we we we, I, I believe that was the play where it was third down and we lost some yards
2: you know I, I feel kind of indifferently about the be quiet on offense only because go any other stadium. Nobody's oh, sure. quiet on offense. I I understand why you want yeah. them to be. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be quiet on offense. But at this point, man.
0: But for for a, for a team that already has issues with pre-snap penalties – you want to have every you want to eliminate every disadvantage you possibly can. So I, so yes. the crowd And be, that's where our, I agree with. Our it. fans need to be more intelligent to where if our offense has the ball, shut the hell up. Agree. It's not that hard. Like Yeah. Like well, and we have we have very intelligent uh, intelligent football fans in this city. We're we very do. Inte- we have some of the best fans, we have some of the most inte- fans in this city know football.
3: They're also so rabid too though. And that this can is take true. Over. This so is we gotta true. Like, yeah. yeah. I, sometimes.
0: Listen, I I understand being upset. Baker's not playing up to the standards that that he sets for himself. I a lot of that is injury. I mean, the guy, like I
2: said, he's playing with a torn labrum in one arm, so and bro- then in, in one leg, so he's playing with a bone bruise in his knee and a bruised heel. I mean, to to end it, because I gotta get my lovely Phoebe <laughs> home. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I just want to see him healthy, and I think he'll play. Phenomenally, I'm right. with he's you. He's not going to, if he's, he's healthy, not yeah. gonna play well, healthy, right? And unhealthy.
3: healthy Baker and unhealthy Baker are radically different dudes. Sure. As I, you would expect see, with any yeah. quarterback, 100%. and I wanted
2: to see him sit week three when he got the first inju- in- yeah. injury. I, I, I agree. You know he's, what? Get healthy, rest. Yeah, the now labrum a 100 here, and said now we're battling a 40 yeah. percent Baker. The labrum thing is going tricky. The
0: labrum thing is tricky because I. The labrum, I, I didn't want him to sit because I didn't think he was going – there There was no amount of rest that would get him healthy. That was The, the labrum is something he needs to get fixed surgically. So if he – say if he would have had surgery week three, he'd be done for the year. You're right. But the knee and the heel thing, like for the Lions game, he 100% should have sat. There's no and, – and I put that on the coach. I don't put that on Baker because Baker, if he feels like he can go out there at all, he's going but, to go out there. At, at the at coach the needs to be able to tell him – it's fine, correct. sit down, we pay Case Keenum $6 million a year. He can go out there for one
2: game where you can get healthy. But at the end of the day, I think Baker's so headstrong that if he can play, he's going to. Yeah. Right. But here's right. why I think that. He got his job because Taylor got hurt. Agreed. I almost feel like he thinks if he goes wow. out hurt, Keenum's well, got his job.
0: That's yeah. 100% correct. And another layer to that is if you go all the way back to college – he lost his job at Texas Tech because of an injury. Correct. So he, you're going to have to drag him off that field kicking and screaming because he has it in his mind. We all know that if Baker Mayfield's 100% healthy, Case Keenum's not taking his job. Or if they draft a quarterback next year, next year that quarterback is not taking his job if he's healthy. But Baker has it in his mind that this has happened before to me, and he sees it happening again, and he's not going to get dragged but, and off that this field. This
3: is something I said post-game last week was like – the coaching staff and the training staff, their job is to protect him from himself no. in that yeah. situation. They
2: need to put their foot down, yeah, hundred percent, one million percent on. Kevin and Savansky. I get it on both sides, I do. Sure, but I, I get it from his perspective, where I feel that he might think, "Oh shit." I mean, yeah. granted, it's the NFL; your job's always on the line. Yep. But he might be true. Like, but hey, for this real, has for real, yeah. To me. yeah. This he's is how I'm a starter. Strong. Yeah, Keenum, I, I I think Keenum's the best backup quarterback in the league.
0: Could be. I mean, he's certainly paid that way. Yeah. He's
2: won our playoff game, and he won a yeah. game against the Broncos for us.
0: Yeah, I like I said. I mean, if Case Keenum's already proven that to you, that where he's he's come in and he's won a game against against a much better like they're not great, but they're much better than the Lions and the Broncos. He should there. There's there's no reason for Baker to have played on Sunday. None. And there's nothing sense. Kevin Stefanski can say otherwise. Oh, we, you know, if he if he the doctors blah, blah 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 blah. I don't care if the doctors say he's healthy enough to play. That was a situation to where. You have to look at what's coming up. Like, yeah, we have a bye week in two weeks, but before that, we have to play the Ravens in Baltimore. So why not sit him against them, get him, get the knee and the heel? Like, obviously, the labrum's not going to get healthy until he gets surgery in the offseason. But the knee and the heel, you don't think that would have been uh, beneficial for him? to? I mean, look at how he was limping around in the second half. I
2: mean, when he got hit.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. He's gonna play. On, times. He's gonna play on Sunday, and then we have the bye week. So ready or not, here we go. And I'll and I'll say That's this: right. if we can somehow win on Sunday, uh, I, I Dude, Kareem Kareem Hunt was at the uh, Feed the Need at Town Hall today, he, and he uh, said he's playing.
2: They announced he's back at practice, so he said he's Conklin playing too. Yeah, Conklin too. So, so we're going to be as healthy as we have been since week two. So I'm gonna say this for Brent, our other co-founder, is yep. the blue cap on Twitter. He's got a blue cap on his yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, just give Chubb the ball.
0: Yeah. Get Chubb, in, Chubb the ball and get Kareem Hunt going in the screen game. I agree. Keep it That's easy, all you need to do. Don't get too cute. That's we'll all you need to do. too cute with the offense lately. All right, and, guys. Always yeah. a pleasure. Thanks yep. for having me. We're gonna me. we're gonna we're gonna end it here. Uh again, follow us. Uh you can follow Saucy at Saucy Brewworks on Instagram. Uh you can follow us at the L O T L Podcast, and uh we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Please